Blog Talk Radio. High Frequency Radio. All right, y'all. Peace, peace, peace. Peace to the gods. Peace to the gods. You are listening to the hottest radio network on the planet. I'm simultaneously broadcast. I'm live streaming, and then I'm 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 broadcasting too. So this is going to give you an opportunity if you want to call in physically. If you're on YouTube and you want to call in and talk to me, you can do it. Call in number is four two four. Get out that. Get out that number. You know, it's four two four. I kind of got like bootleg. This is like a bootleg way of doing it and everything. But y'all should be able to hear. If you're on the internet, you're listening on the internet on YouTube, you could push that link and put the link in again for everybody who missed it. That'll take you over there. Y'all can listen. It's all you see is the top of my dome and everything. All right, hold on. Let me see if I can give y'all better... Because this thing right here be tripping. Okay. All right. Is that better? Is that better? Okay. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I like that. That's, that's better. That's better. Peace, peace, peace. All right. Let me get everybody in. I might have found me some new things. Okay. Once again, call the number 424. Y'all, that number again. 424. Okay, I had to put it in there a couple of times, y'all. All right, so peace to the gods, peace to the gods. What am I talking about today? I, I want to talk about. Well, I'm gonna talk about a lot of different things. Um, the reason I call it faith without works is dead, and things of that nature is because of just what I'm seeing. How people are just acquiescing to the new world order. To the new world order, new new world order, just walking in, just walking in, you know. Uh, and there's so much fear, and uh, that's what's really, you know, the thing that's really, really getting me is the amount of fear that I see being demonstrated uh, by so many people. It's the fear. I'm like, where is all this fear coming from? And uh, at some point, you know, when is common sense going to take over? When you're going to be, you know, start questioning? Um, your leaders and, you know, it's, it's just those things. That's kind of like, you know, where I'm at with it. And I do want to talk about privacy, your rights. Um, what steps are you going to take? Um, all of those things. We're going to get into a lot of different things tonight. A lot of different things tonight. Um, so it's not going to be just, it's not, it's not a religious sermon or anything like that. It's um, I want to talk about, you know, because, you know, I'm walking around, you know, and people are treating me because I don't wear a mask and everybody has on designer masks that, and, you know, and treating me like, you know, I'm contagious or something like that. When I'm like, first, number one, I have faith in keeping myself healthy. And number two, you know, I just think that this is more than just the coronavirus. This is, um, it's, it's an obvious collapse of the economy. There's going to be a totally new world. The old world is gone. Uh, the, you are, the, the, the industrial age is fi- officially through. We're in the information age. They're laying the foundation for the future that's coming with AI technology, 
uh, self-driving cars, probably hell, probably flying cars. Um, a lot of things about to come into play. The world that we knew it is gone. It's gone. All right. They have collapsing all the businesses. Uh, within the seeds of this destruction, there's going to be a lot of opportunity for individuals to become wealthy. There's going to be some new millionaires being made after this because there's going to be new technology. You know, I don't even know if people are going to be able to go out and eat and all that anymore. You know, it's like, I think they have drones delivering the food or whatever, but it's going to be real interesting to see what happens after this and how much of our rights are going to be taken from us. Um, And I don't even know if I can call it rights being taken because, you know, they got a new uh, corporate, a a corporatocracy and, you know, these are private corporations like, you know, like I'm on YouTube right now. YouTube is a corporation. If they want to restrict some of my content, they really do have the right to do it because I signed a contract called Terms of Service. And anytime they want to limit my ability to talk on here, they can do it. You know, they're like, hey, we made this. You want, you know, you want to do something, go out and create your own video program. You want to talk like you talk. You know, they're within their right. So, you know, if I'm on YouTube, are they, am, am, is, is my freedom of speech really being restricted, you know, under, under the corporation? Something to think about. Something to think about. But anyway, let me go, let me see if we got, you know, if you want to call in, you have to hit number one on your phone, on the phone. Uh, if you want to call in and speak to me, the call in number is 424-222-5250. You're listening to the hottest radio network on the planet. I'm Yusuf Ale. Let me go. Let me, let me, hold on. Let me pull up my, my, my area code. Everybody calling in now. Woo. Boy, lighten up. Boy, lighten up. Who we got here today? Let's see. Oops, oops, oops. Okay, is this it? Yeah, let's see. No. Where's my area code map? All right, here we go. All right. So let's get to it. Let's see. First, where are we going to go first? Let's see. Where are we hitting first? Let's go over to Ohio. Let's dip to Ohio first. Five six seven seven six four six. Your mic is open. You're on the line. You're speaking to the host. Peace, peace. Peace, peace. What's going on, brother? How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Glad to hear you back on the air, but uh, we'll get right to it. I think that first things first, people need to start reading. A lot of people Ah. don't even know Ah. history. (laughs) Go ahead. I've been saying that for years. I've been saying that for years. (laughs) Go ahead. And you're absolutely correct. A lot of people don't know history. So if you don't know what has happened in the past, you won't know what's going on today. And you won't know the role you play in it today because you won't know what happened to your ancestors, period. And if you don't know that, then you have even begun to cross the bridge to, to educate yourself as far as law goals and contracts. I think it's some fundamental things that every human being that lives in North America 
should know. Number one, the Constitution. <laughs> you won't even, uh, until you actually read it, and, and when I say read it, read it with a intent on understanding. So therefore, when you read it, you have to have one or more law or legal dictionaries because it's written in legalese. Two, it would be good to have you a good congressional reference because you need to know what their definition of the words are and have access to a federal register so you can know what the intent is. A lot of people think that that doesn't apply, but it does because yeah. the Constitution contract between two nations and you and people don't even know which side of the contract they're on they have no clue but this so goes back let me, to so let, so let me ask you what side of the contract do you think most people are on break it down for them because you know i talk about this all the time but what give me your opinion on it um most people are on the public side of the contract most and, people and in what are, way in what way? Why would you say they're on the public side? In what way are on the public side? Break it down. How are because, they on the public side? Because most people don't even realize when the transition actually happened that they became U.S. citizens. Most people still are under the, the guise that when they say U.S., that they mean United States of America. They simply don't. Yeah, I just uh, I just did a live stream, I think, a day or two ago, and I was talking about the difference between a proper noun and a common noun. And how United States, they don't ever say United States of America. You know, there's a difference between this word United States of America and United States. And they like to act as if it's all the same thing when it's not the same thing. One is the name of a corporate entity, while the other is describing um, all 50 contingent states coming together, unifying and creating the republic. And that's what a lot of people, you know, that's what I say. That's a main uh, thing that people have a, a problem with not understanding that exactly that is the main thing and not only that but until people start reading like I was saying number one they got to start reading and number two you until you have a fundamental understanding of number one which side of the contract you're on public or private number number two if you don't know, then you don't know of your inherent rights. You're not part of we the people. And if you don't know your rights, then you don't have none. So if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And this is what's going on today. People are falling for fear because they won't even take five minutes out to research a virus. Definitively. Nope. To even know that a virus is dead in its inception and it needs a host and needs to to feed off the cellular energy of its host. And once it leaves its host, it does not survive. People won't even take five minutes out to do a little bit of research on Tor, on Google, or whatever. I prefer Tor, but Tor browser I'm speaking of to find right. out exactly how, how a virus even functions, to even know what the difference between a virus, a bacteria, or a fungus is. But instead, they listen to all these people on the news, allow them to put fear in them. And fear and stress and anxiety are all relatives. 
and they released what's called a hormone. They call it the stress hormone, cortisol. And that hormone will take a healthy person to make them sick physically. Just by allowing that, what we call energy, negative energy to enter to your mind. And that doubt sets in. And then people get to spreading the negative energy and spreading the doubt. Before you know it, they listening to the news like the news is this is the pastor preaching at church. They don't know which which, which direction they're going in because they don't have a foundation. And it I all agree. goes back. Go ahead. I agree. I want I want to I want to stop because people are asking what about this tour browser, and um, you know I want to talk just real quick about the tour browser because it's going to give people access. You know when I I've been on the internet and I've been in technology ever since 1979 1980. I watched the inception of the internet. Um, I was there at the beginning when a lot of stuff, you know, when it was just the internet. And now it, it seems like they, they now they call it the, the the deep web or the dark web. I'm like, in, back in the day, that was just all the internet, you know. And now they call it the dark right. web or the, or the deep web, you know. They, they've separated it or sectioned it off. And they only have a section they want people to get on. And the other section that really is the free internet uh, most people don't even know it exists. And um, that's why when you're talking about a Tor browser, um, you know, I use, I, I, I not only use a Tor browser, I also use a program called, um, um, what is this program I call, I call CyberGhost, uh, which changes, you know, it uh, masks my IP address and it gives me access to a lot of uh, 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 things as well. But I like the fact that you brought that up, that, that people should you start using a Tor browser, probably start, stop getting, start getting away from the Google browser because Google has already uh, let everybody know that they, hey, they're, they're going to censor and restrict and uh, not give you, um, only going to allow one side of the story to be told. So I just wanted to uh, just kind of emphasize that. You can continue with your thought now. Okay. And, I, and I'm going to be quick because I know you got a lot of people want to call in, but not only is Google um, censoring things, but Google and Apple just teamed together to form some sort of algorithm that can let you know when you are closed or in in a area that has been contaminated with the alleged COVID-19. And to me, it's just another way that they're going to, like you mentioned, by way of the user license agreement or the terms and conditions of the contract be able to take away more of your privacy rights. By, but is by, it a right? Is, is it really a right? I mean, you know, it's like YouTube. You know, it's, YouTube if it's is a contract that involved. Then no. Yeah, yes. they got yeah, terms I mean, of service agreement. You know, they take down my uh, my videos and, and they'll cite terms of, of service violations every time. You know, which is a contract. So. So we're operating privately. It's not under the public. I, I can't I can't resort to the Constitution when I'm dealing with Google, when I'm dealing with YouTube, when I'm dealing with Facebook. You know, there's a contract involved, and the contract makes the law. So it's not really it, – do I have any rights when it comes to that? Because they can easily say, look, if you want a platform where you can say whatever you want to say, then you go take your ass out there and you create your own YouTube. You create your own social media platform, and you can do whatever you want to do. But you're doing something on something we created, and we have a right to restrict or decide what content we want on our own platform. Would you agree with that? 100% because uh, you entered into a contract. It's not their That's fault right. if you didn't read the terms and conditions of it. 
So once again, here here we here we have again you are volunteering to become a slave to their contract. I agree. Because you haven't read the terms and conditions and it's your fault. The 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 one thing I I wanna I wanna say that I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna let you move on is if people don't start reading, and reading is therapeutic, and what better place to, to start than the Constitution? And get you a couple legal dictionaries, Black's Law, uh, Bouvier's, um, and whatnot, and familiarize yourself with the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, understand public and private where you stand. And when you have a fundamental understanding that your um, naturalization has been jacked up ever since your mother or your father handed you over to that nurse in that hospital and that nurse working for that institution was under contract with the United States. And by the time they got, got back around to you with your documentation, you was given a death certificate because that name was dead. It's it's mother that issued it is the United States. It's a legal fiction entity. Therefore your name is a legal fiction entity until you undo that. And if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, just, do some research and find out um, what the United States is. And if you'll come to the conclusion that it's a federal corporation. With that being said, until you change that, and I don't really like to say nationality, but that, that is, is perfectly relevant. I'll just say naturalization because people come from lands. And if you have a designation of a U.S. citizen, then you have been, um, how can I say, you have been, you went from being born to being a juristic person. And that's the problem. So basically is, you are a 13th Amendment slave. That is the crux of the problem. And that's what I wanted to um, talk about today um, is that particular problem that the reason they're able to do what they want to do. And it appears, it has the appearance that they are violating people's rights, but they're not violating people's rights because the people are dependent. The dependents. So they're seeking benefits and privileges, and I think it's a lack of understanding of exactly what freedom is. In a free country, when you're free, you don't need the government. It's also a lack of understanding of basic civics of what the responsibilities and duties of government is. The duty of government is to protect your liberty, protect your borders, and protect your property. That's it. Okay? They don't have any obligation outside of that. But once you start, uh, once you start seeking other things from them, such as welfare and you know they like like what i'm seeing right now they're we're going to give all of these um unemployment checks and people are just looking for it that right there to me is the contract that's the contract you know i I was just getting through listening to trump and all of them they're talking about we're gonna you know we're gonna uh you know because there's so many people out of work it's just this this coronavirus pandemic is um you know destroying the economy uh people are laying people off um, people are un- out of work, and so they're going to be trying to stimulate the economy and by uh, by giving away free money, basically. And this is an, an acceptance of a benefit and a privilege, with which which to me um, would, would basically um, uh, confirm your status as a U.S. citizen, and that you know that you are you're dependent. This is this is what I'm seeing from it. I don't see how a lot of people are going to get around it, but. Um, I'm seeing, this is what I'm seeing. It's like, I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm like, wow, you know, they're giving out this money and everything and people are running to get it. But are they creating some sort of tacit agreement that they are subject 
to the United States corporation and they have the status of a U.S. citizen and as such uh, fall under the 14th Amendment and, you know, uh, which are benefits and privileges, not your substantive rights that are given you by the creator of the boundless universe. That's why I call this faith without works or dead, because I wanted to talk about, well, where do you put your faith? You know, where where do you put your trust in? Are you putting your trust in the divine or are you putting your trust in man? That's what it would be. You're right. But, you know, people are, are in such a, a broken, a lot of people are in a broken state of mind because, once again, they don't have any foundation to fall back on. And they've been dependent upon these benefits for so long that um, basically it's like crack to them because they don't even know the difference. So when it comes to faith, especially for our people, they're about the, I mean, they talk faith, but they're about the most faithless people on the planet. And I, <laughs> I know that a lot of people don't, don't think so, but when it comes to that, that money and, 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 and this teachings in, in the churches of this old Gentile thing, it's, it's, it's like calling somebody a Gentile. I don't know if people understand this. It's like calling you um, the lowest of the a, lowest. A nigga. <laughs> there you go. An there animal. You, go. you know, These, and I asked, you know, one day I asked some, uh, some Jehovah's Witnesses came, and that is, a, that is a problem, too. They came to my house, right? And uh, I was sitting on the porch, and they rolled up. I said, look, before we get into it, there's only one question I want to ask you first. I said, are you a Gentile? And she looked at me, and she said, well, of course. I said, look, sister, I said, look, I'm not oh, wow. teaching. I'm not teaching my people. I'm not going around teach my people that they Gentiles. You know, I'm not. You know, we're the original people. I'm not teaching my people that. You know, but you, you know, now there are a lot of Christians out there who have accepted the fact that, there is a group of people out here professing to be Jews and that they are actually the Jews, even though they claim to be Christian, even though in St. John's 844, he, uh, he's challenging them on this, even though in Revelations 2.9 or 2.10, he says, I know the blasphemy of those who call themselves Jews who are not they, the synagogues of Satan, even in their own book um, where it is being questioned that there are a group of people to be something in which they are not, for some reason, a vast majority of the Christian faith does not get that. Don't understand that. Don't understand the entire chapter of St. John's chapter. That conversation that Jesus is having with those Pharisees and Sadducees, i.e. attorneys, Jewish attorneys, right there, where they were saying at first that they were descendants of Abraham. And he told them, well, if you were of Abraham, you do the works of Abraham. And they turned around and said, well, we be not born of any man, but of one of God. And he said, well, if you do a word, if you was of God, you, you'd accept me. And he said, well, look, I'm going to tell you who you are. He played with him for a little while. He said, you're your father, the devil. I mean, it's just for you Christians out there, you know. So this is in your books, all right? Very clearly, you see it outlined for you that there is some sort of question about someone. Now, we get to today, and we can see, and I'm just on the Internet, and, you know, people don't like to talk about this, but there seems to be a group of people that seem to be controlling the flow of information, um, and it all it seems to be biased it seems to be it seems to be targeted toward keeping you within benefits and privileges dependency on government you know that's how they can take your guns and everything people you know this is the thing about the gun rights too all right let me just tell you straight up the second amendment was put in place for the citizens of the country if the government ever became despotic and got out of hand 
the people had a right to pick up their arms and take back the government and install a new government, okay, because this is a government for the people and by the people. However, as U.S. citizens, okay, you have firearms that are created by corporations that are registered with the U.S. corporation, and now they can regulate those firearms the way that they see fit. They really, in my opinion, I don't think that they have to allow you to have them at all. Talking about taking them, because I think back when all of this was written, um, what was going on is people were like creating their own guns and things like that. You know, a lot of people, the country was in a different state of mind. It was more free back then. But today you have corporations, they're putting serial numbers on all of them. There's serial numbers on the cars. There's serial numbers on the guns. You know, everything is registered in some kind of way. Well, if it's registered, then, it, then you know, in my opinion, it's their property. And they can do what it, how they see fit. And that's why they don't call them arms. They call them firearms. And that's just my opinion on that. You know, we have the NRA who has been battling with these people because this is something I always thought of. I said, how can they even open their mouth to talk about taking people's gun rights when the gun rights are put in place to keep them under control? I don't understand that. I don't, I don't understand that. It just, you know, you know, boggles my mind of how, you know, dumbed down the citizens have become because I knew all of this. I'm saying to you right now, when I was seven years old, they used to teach this in elementary school. We understood a lot of these basic principles of the constitution, why you had certain rights or protected rights and so forth. And all of this, and it seems like today, I mean, the general public is just completely devoid of any kind of knowledge of what their rights were at all. They don't have any knowledge of anything, but you know what? You just partially, you just partially explain why, though. If you think about when you were seven years old to where you are now, same thing happened with the um, when they took all the gold and silver out of circulation. Well, they didn't actually take it. But when they, when they said that no persons was allowed to possess gold or silver, right? And right. all the people, very few picked up a a law dictionary and realized that when they said persons, it wasn't people. Well, I think also that um, I was reading this. This is why I like this document called Paper Arrows, because he talks about that. He talks about how, you know, at the beginning of the, uh, at the inception of the country, all the way through the 1800s, all the citizens understood the difference between public and private. They understood that the Constitution was a limitation of government. You know, the Constitution operates in the public, doesn't operate in the private. The restraints on government is to, keep them, is to keep them from encroaching in the private unless there is a compelling public interest, unless in some kind of way the public has, is under some sort of threat or has been violated or the rights of the public have been violated in some kind of way. But absent that, they, that's why they have to go get a warrant, because the judge has to make that determination of whether or not uh, an individual has done something to violate a public interest or public right. Okay. But absent that, they didn't have any power whatsoever, but they slowly um, uh, uh, circumvented those requirements by pulling everybody into the public, by giving them this artificial person, this legal fiction that everybody likes to call a straw man, this all caps name that they try to act like uh, just because it's in all caps, that doesn't mean anything. You know, it's in all caps on your driver's license. On some of your birth certificates, it's not an all caps on my birth certificate, but on a lot of y'all's um, birth certificate, they put it in all caps. 
um, on the caption of a pleading in any court case, on your checks, um, on, on your utility bills. Um, you will see uh, on your passports, you're going to see that your name is in all camps. And they like to act as if that there's no significant reason for that. I remember I saw on a Homeland Security document where people were coming in and had to fill out um, a thing. It's telling all the agents to write the people's names in all caps, and they're not asking why. Okay, this is to make a distinction between public and private because they don't have any authority in the private. Everything in the public is an artificial person, is a, a legal fiction entity, an ens legis, a nom de gore, or whatever you want to call it, okay? It is, a, it is a representation, a corporate entity, a pass-through, a transmitting utility that allows you to function in commerce. But commerce is an all, it's artificial. The money is artificial. The corporations are all artificial. These are all figments of, these are all constructs of the mind. They don't exist anywhere except on paper. So how are they having power over you? How are they having power over you? Uh, Unless you give it to them by by succession of having a lack of knowledge. A lack of knowledge. And I think also that people have been stultified. um, I mean, you you started off your response. I mean, your your comment, great, when you said people got to get back to reading. And people aren't reading. I think people have reached a a point of capitulation. And I've been saying this for the longest. um, And this is why they're doing this right now, because so many people are dumbed down that I think it is an appropriate time for them to do it. And I'm looking at the responses of everyone who is walking around uh, with this coronavirus, people walking around with masks on their face, even though they don't understand that the virus, you know, this was uh, when you go back and read the uh, Strucker Memorandum, Dr. Boris Strucker, when AIDS came out, everybody thought that wearing a prophylactic would protect them from contracting the AIDS disease when the AIDS virus is so small that it will fit through the pores of a rubber like a tennis ball goes through a basketball hoop. And that same thing is present with these, these hospital masks that you got on. They're not going to protect you from anything. But I should have invested in hospital masks. I should have invested in Lysol. I should have invested in Clorox. I should have invested in uh, Charmin. I should have invested. There are a lot of things. I should have put some stock in Walmart. Because you know what? With, with a pandemic going on, what's a strange thing is they still charging y'all for everything. Matter of fact, they hike the price on everything. And they still sell. They still conducting commerce. Well, all y'all thinking that it's the end of the world. This is true. This is true. It's still going on, playing off your fear, profiting off your money. fear. They making money. Hey, they making money. They're making money. All right. So I'm not really. I'm not. You know, I look at all of this. You know, because I always think I'm not. You know, I'm always thinking. You know, I'm a. I'm. I'm a hustler of of sorts. And, you know, I'm always looking at, you know, I'm like, wow, you know, like, I'm sure all the other hustlers are thinking the same thing. You know, kind of looking at like, wow, they're getting paid. Man, the sheep went crazy and they're getting paid off these sheep. I want to get some of that. <laughs> man, <laughs> you know, for real. That's how some people tend to think, you know, like, man, I'd love to get some of that money that they're making off of these sheep. All these people just, you know, allowing fear. Blind fear. And you know, fuel fuel to fear 
and I, and I'm gonna speak on on um, the so-called African American or, or Black community. Um, by the way, those both of those statuses are legal statuses, but they are um, juristic statuses. So if you're being called Black or African American, you really need to get that monkey off your back. Secondly, most of our people have the fear set in like gangrene because of living in an impoverished state for so long. And so with living in an impoverished state or not ever having enough money to do what you want to do and barely even have enough money to do what you got to do, what oftentimes follows that bad health. So people need to, once again, we get back to reading, read, Educate yourself on what Dr. Sabi was talking about. And there's a, a another doctor. You can get a free PDF, uh, Dr. Arnold Eret. You can read about the mucusless diet. You get the your mucus- health right. Mm-hmm. Right. You get your health right. You get your mind right. And then you can figure out how to free yourself of this legal bondage that you're in. Because when you realize or when you start reading and educating yourself, you're going to realize that, Everything that you've been doing, you've been doing it ass backwards, including the way you pay your bills. If you working when you get your check and you paying your bills with the money that you made from work, I'm telling you there is another way to get it done. Yes, it is. But until, yes, it is. But until you educate yourself, you won't be ready. You won't even understand it. And only thing I can say is read because people that know this information they may drop a jewel or two here or there, but if you don't take the initiative and start reading for yourself to free yourself, you must know yourself what your remedy is. And if you don't know, then you simply don't have one because you're going to be tested. You're going to be tried. You're going to be rejected. You're going to be denied. They're going to lie to you. They're going to do everything. But when you know what you know, then you will succeed. And if at any time you think that you're about to fail, whoever's lying to you, ask them to sign an affidavit. And that's what I, I, I said. It's a funny thing. You're just repeating everything I said in my last live stream. I talked about Aaron uh, Arnold Eritz, uh, Dr. Sabi, you know, mucusless diet. I talked about getting them to uh, sign affidavits. Um, you know, all of that. You know, you're absolutely correct because they don't want to ever sign an affidavit. They want. Never. They won't sign an affidavit. They won't ever Never. sign an affidavit. Um, you know, they can talk to the cows, come home, because there is no law against lying. There is a law against committing perjury. And I tell people that all the time. They can lie to you right to your face. All right? And they do it all the time. And especially this one particular group that I will not name and their religious books and texts, it tells them that if you are going, they can lie to you. Uh, they can steal from you, mistreat you, and do whatever they want to do to you. Hey, these are things the that, radical Zionists have been doing it for a long time. <laughs> these are things people have to start. Um, you know, it's like when you're, it seems like to me when you are knowledgeable about stuff, you can look at movies. I mean, they've been putting stuff in movies. I was watching 12 Monkeys last night. 12 Monkeys. And I'm getting jewels. I'm like, man, you know, these people have been planning this for a long time. They've been planning this for a long time. They give you, um, you know, with all the information you put up, 
you can show all this stuff starting with coronavirus on the Lysol can and uh, these books that came out. You can just go and show all of this evidence and people will still ignore all of it and say, there's a, there's a pandemic. And, you know, I'm like, well, even if it were, why do you have to give in to fear? Why are you giving in to fear? I tell you what, I was having a conversation uh, a week ago, and I pulled up the the patent for the coronavirus. Of course, yeah. The U.S. patent for the coronavirus, which was patented in 2006. Hong Kong has a patent, the U.S. has a patent, and Europe has a patent. These are all weapons made out of laboratories. So it either got out or they put it out. Same thing with AIDS. You know, AIDS was uh, Dr. Boris Strecker uh, when that uh, happened. Uh, you know, that was a very big thing that happened. Um, and he, he brought out and showed, you know, like they said, that this right here, coronavirus is created uh, from a, a cross a gene splicing between a bat and a snake. Um, the thing with uh, the um, uh, AIDS, it was a bovine virus and so forth, you know, kind of related to that mad cow disease. And these are things that, you know, these are, these are doctors. These are experts. Uh, these are not laymen telling you these things. Dr. Boris Strecker was later found dead shortly after he revealed this to the world. And people just don't seem a lot of people. I, I heard the same thing about the guy who revealed the thing about the release of the coronavirus. He's no longer with us. But people see these things. And for some reason, you know, even even this before the release of this virus, they killed off all of our naturopaths. It's like how many yeah, naturopaths, yeah. like two or three hundred of them. All the people who at this time could be showing you how to protect yourself through natural remedies, through eating right and drinking right, and, you know, uh, detoxing the body and alkaline, uh, alkaline in the body, they're all dead. Wow. You're absolutely right. And, uh, and, and Dr. Eric, have, have you ever read, read his book before? Yes, several times. As a matter of fact, I was in the middle of doing an audio book on it. You know, I do audio Man. books. So I was going to read the book and put it out in audio book form. And I think I'll go ahead and do that tonight, make an audio book out of it. Yusuf, when, they, when I first read the book, I'm on my third pass right on the book. When I first read the book, when I found out how he died, I just shook my head. He had an accident. A slip and fall accident. Well, that's what they say. Same thing happened to um, right. uh, 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 Paul, um, doc, um, the guy who wrote, um, uh, what's the uh, apple cider vinegar? Um, um, he, wrote a, he, he, he wrote the book, uh, The Miracle of Fasting. And uh, you can get the PDF off the internet, too. He ended up having an accident, too. All these guys had an accident. Um, and what he told you to do is do a 21-day fast. And he said, on the 21st day, um, your bowels will evacuate. I've done this. I've done a 21 day, nothing but pure water on um, uh, uh, water fast. And he he's not lying. I even got the uh, rash on my body. Um, all of that came that lets you know your liver, that your liver is a little bit overworked. And um, all this black stuff came out of me. And I think most people would, uh, and this is why this new um, uh, thing, my girlfriend, she's selling it right now. Um, it's called TLC, um, Total Life Changes. I'm, I'm using that stuff, and I have to say it's a very good product. Very good product. Very good product. What is it, uh, um, a herbal compound or something? 
Yeah, it is. It's um, it's uh, it cleans you out, man. Because um, you know, I was doing something that was very strong at one time. It was um, uh, I was using um, um, uh, it's a quarter cup of uh, olive oil, a quarter cup of orange juice, a quarter cup of grapefruit juice, and about five teaspoons of Epsom salt. And I'd put that in a glass. And if you drink that, you're going to lose about ten pounds in one day. You're going to lose about ten pounds in one day. But it's going to evacuate a lot. It's a, a diuretic. It's gonna it's gonna pull a lot of stuff out of you. But it's real, real. Uh, now this stuff kind of does the same thing, but it's not as um, it's not as strong. Doesn't taste as bad. But it is probably the best thing that I've seen, the most effective thing that I've seen come along. Um, uh, uh, prior to that, you know, other than that, that other thing I'm telling you about, it's probably the most effective thing that I've seen. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. I, uh, I, uh, I do intermittent fasting and I, uh, I stick to, um, uh, two, ve- two, two fruits, two vegetables. And, um, I haven't done, I did a 10 day, um, um, liquid fast where I, I juiced some, um, some kale, some, um, uh, dandelions and some uh, lemons and what was the other thing that I had? Kale, dandelion, lemon and uh, and while, while you're doing all that I'm going to tell everybody I'm putting those books that we're talking about um, I'm going to put them in the description of this video so all you, knew, uh, all you need to do is refresh your video and look in the description and the links uh, to these uh, books that we're talking about will be in the description of the video. Go ahead. Wait, where are you putting that? Are you putting it up on YouTube? Yeah, it's on, it's on YouTube. I'm live streaming on YouTube right now. So. Oh, okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. Okay. Well, well, with, with that being said, a, a good thing to buy for people, a juicer, if you don't have a juicer, get a juicer, get your big mouth juicer. That way you can juice your vegetables and get the nutrients out of them. Um, that way it make it a little bit easier on you for fasting. But if you, you, you really have to read. People just have to read. That, that book by Dr. Eric and, and after, and I came into contact with his information after Dr. Sabi. So right. when he was literally saying the same thing Dr. Sabi was said, it really made um, everything easy for me because Dr. I'm a Sabe vegan. Said, Dr. Sabi said that's the only person he agreed with is Arnold Eritz. There's a well, video see, on YouTube. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Only, oh. Yeah, he's the only person. And I did the same thing. You, I found out about Arnold Eritz after Dr. Sabi, but that book had a much, um, it's probably the most powerful book on health that I've ever read. That and the miracle of fasting. The first book I ever read um, on fasting was by, uh, by Bragg. Um, and it's called the miracle of fasting. I just put that, uh, in, and Dr. Herbert Sheldon is the person, uh, that actually read that made me do my first, uh, 17 day, uh, fast. His name is Dr. Herbert Sheldon. And I'm putting his link to his book and, and the, uh, Dr. Herbert Sheldon, I'm putting his book Well, I got his book on Amazon. I'm going to put that in the, um, in there too. 
I read his book and his book compelled me because he was real much more scientific and he is the one I did my first water fast. He, he said you should use distilled water. And the reason you're using distilled water because you don't want anything with any kind of nutrients in it. People have gone back and forth. Some say use spring water and all this kind of stuff. I use distilled water whenever I do a fast. Um, uh, when I first did my first fast, I had sinus problems my entire life. Around the fifth day, my sinus problems went away I ne- and they never came back. Um, I kept going. Um, after three days, when you start going to ketosis, a lot of y'all uh, talking about the ketone diet or whatever, uh, all this stuff, all they're doing is there is no, people have to understand this. There is no element in the universe that's purer than water. Water is water is the great separ, uh, separator of the impure and the pure. Why do you think you have to wash your body with it and your clothes? Okay, your body is seventy percent water. If there's something wrong with you, then you should recycle the water in your body. The cells in your body are predominantly water. Okay, when you start to use water, okay. Now intermittent fasting, uh, Doctor Eritz, he he says do that, and some of the other guys. And I agree with it, you know, intermittent fasting. Uh, I prefer the long fast, me personally. The first time I did a fast, I lost 40 pounds in 17 days. Um, I was cutting grass in 100-degree heat on the 17th day. Um, it wasn't, uh, you know, I didn't feel weak. I, I started getting a little weak uh, uh, some, uh, some of the days. You went cold turkey with that fast? I went cold turkey with it. I just started it. You know, I was just reading his book, and I just decided to do it. And the thing about it is, is you know, when, once you get past that third, fourth, or fifth day, because those are the, the hard days, you know, where you're going to be, like, struggling. But around the fifth day, it just smooth. It just smooths out. And um, once you start going long, you don't want to mess it up, you know, because, you know, the longer you go, like, man, I did this eight days. I want to mess it up. You know what I'm saying? I got to start all over. And I just struggled to get to this eight day. So that's what a lot where your strength comes from. Because the longer you go, you know that if you eat something, you have to start over. So if you're looking now, people have done all types of things. Um, I did a 10-day water fast. And then I did the lemonade diet. And um, I used this uh, stuff called, um, what was it, this stuff? Trax 2 and a Depot Kinetic, uh, which they don't sell in any of the uh, stores. You have to order it back in the day, but that was the very most powerful weight loss supplement I've ever used. It, it affects the depot tissue and makes you lose weight real fast. But um, the, the fasting um, for your health, if you do a 10-day fast, you'll add 20 years to your life. Without a doubt. I did a 10-day fast and lost a pound a day at the end of the 10th day. My average was a pound a day. I lost 10 pounds. 10 well, days. if you... If, if you do a water fasting, you're going to lose three to five a day. That's, you know, juice fasting, you know, um, you'll lose about a pound a day. But if you do just straight water, you're going to lose about three pounds a day. And the first three days, you're not going to see much. But then about on, when it hits ketosis, you'll know when your body starts going into ketosis because the weight loss, it'll start burning the fat off the body. Um, now, a lot of people complain of having headaches. And what the headaches are is simply the fat burning off your body. And it's releasing the poison that's trapped in your body into the bloodstream. All right. So any type, just like with the virus, you get a fever. Okay. The fever is a sign that your body is cleansing itself. You know, you're giving in a, in the, in the, in a, in a fast, you're giving the body a physiological rest 
okay, and now the white blood cells, because you've been inundated the white blood cells in your body, um, before they can get the poison out of your body, you're putting some more poison back in. So when you start doing the water fast, you are allowing the poison, uh, uh, the white blood cells, okay, great. He ain't putting no more poison in. Let's go clean up this body and get all this stuff out of here. And you can actually see on your body how they will be moving from organ to organ in your body cleaning out. You know, the first thing, they'll go to the lungs and clean out. You'll be breathing. You know, they're going to clear out the mucus and all the lungs. Then you'll see when they go down to the kidney because you'll see, uh, you know, uh, all the rash appear on your body and everything. You'll just see, you'll, you can actually see your body cleansing each of the organs in your body if you pay attention. And this allows you to come into communion with your body a lot more as well. You come in, you know, this is why everybody does fasting. The first thing, and I read this in the Bible, it says cleanse your temple. And at first I thought it was talking about cleaning the temple, like physically going in a temple and cleaning it. And then I figured it out. I said, no, it wasn't talking about cleaning that temple. It's talking about cleaning your body. And this is how you raise your vibration as well. If you notice, when Jesus, before he went on his mission, the very first thing he did was a 40-day water fast. Yes, and this is what the angels say. The angels say, we're not going to come down to you because cleanliness is next to godliness. If you want to speak to us, you've got to come up to us. So you have to clean yourself and raise your vibration because the angels are vibrating at a higher frequency. Or if you want to call them angels or thought forms or whatever, and this is where you get your ideas, um, all of this stuff is on a higher frequency. And for you to reach that high frequency, you got to lighten your load. You got to vibrate at a higher rate. And to do that, you have to cleanse your body. And the number one thing you have to release is blood and eating of meat. Dead animals slows down your vibration more than anything. Yep, all meat decaying already in a state of dec- decadation. Yes, it is. Hey, bro, I got to get I gotta get back. Uh, people are waiting to call in, but it's been great. I appreciate you calling in, man. I appreciate that. All right. Peace. All right, peace to the gods. All right, let me go back to the phone lines. 425 area code. Where is that at? Where is that at? Where is that? Where are we going to? Uh, Washington State. Let's get over to Washington State. 425-7901. Your mic is open. You're on the line. What's on your mind? Hey, this is uh, Kyler in Seattle. How you doing? I'm doing all right, bro. How you doing? This is uh, why I was learning a lot on that last conversation. That's really good. Great, Um, great. So, uh, you know, because we're in the the kind of time period that we're in, I didn't want to do a sidebar here, but what did you? I listened to probably about a couple of months ago, I think it was, an interview you did with David Wynn Miller. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, you know, because you were talking about, you know, people need to read and learn what's in front of them, that kind of thing. So, um, what did you think of? You actually had some personal time with him. Uh, was was it? Uh, was it legit? Math, okay, of, of the, David Wynn Miller's David Wynn Miller's uh, process is based off something that is uh, indisputable, and that is mathematics. And he's breaking down the eight parts of speech mathematically. And I'm not a master of it, but I under, I got to a point where I understood it. Now, it's not effective. Well, I didn't find it to be effective in court 
um, because they like to act like, you know, like they don't know what you're talking about or whatever. But if you break it down mathematically, everything he's saying is correct. I agree with him. Everything he's saying now, as far as his effectiveness, you know, I may take some issue with that, but he's not lying. David Wynn Miller is very intelligent. And the things that he was, I even, let me tell you something. I even maybe took a little issue because he's saying that he created it, but there was someone else who attacked it, who approached it, I think in the late 1800s. Now in the late 1800s, they were, um, um, you will find, because I did some research on the uh, educational system because I, I'm studying public and private and the public schools, all our school system oh, at one time was in public. It was all entirely private. And, the last defense, believe it or not, to private schools was the Catholic Church, and they eventually had to fall because everybody started using Federal Reserve notes. So that brought everybody into the public when they started using Federal Reserve notes, you know, because the church wanted to make money. So to make money, they had to get a license and had to become a 501c3. And, you know, and that brought them that there was no longer any separation of church and state. But the things that David Windmiller was talking about, I saw some glimpses of it a um, hundred years ago. Now, don't, 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 it's been a long time since I looked at all of that information. I haven't, uh, I haven't read it, but there was a time during that time when I was talking to uh, David Windmiller. I, I was doing a lot of research into that. And I will say that, yes, I will uh, co-sign everything that David Windmiller is saying. I can't co-sign its effectiveness in court. When he takes it in the court, because a lot of truth that you bring into the court does not work. And that's what I want to, you know, I try to tell my listeners, you know, I tell them, like, go into court and ask them if they're Article 1 court or Article 3 court. Just do that. Go in there and just ask them that and see what kind of answer you get. That'd be all, that's the only thing you need to do. Just go in there and say, look, is this Article 1 court or Article 3 court? And make sure it's on the record and see what happens. They'll never tell you. Interesting. Huh? Yeah, I, I, one time, uh, just to test things out, I was just, this was probably four or five years ago, I was just kind of getting into all this, you know, private and public, and right. uh, I didn't know very much, but I was in court, and I wouldn't, they asked me, kept saying my name, and I wouldn't say it. I said, I'm here to represent so-and-so, and I, I you know, I, I didn't know very much at that time, and the judge kept going around, 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 and... uh Finally, the, the attorney that was on the other side said, what are you, dead? <laughs> kind of, and I, I was like, that's what I was wanting to know. Like, is this really true stuff? And it, she answered it for me. Yeah, it's the thing is, you know, when you go in, you know, it's like they try to. The thing is, public and private don't mix. So obviously, the question you have to ask yourself is it possible uh, possible for me to be in the public and the private at the same time? You know, ask your public service that. Can I be operating publicly and privately at the same time? You know, how is it I'm either I'm a private citizen or I'm the public? Which one am I? You know, people don't ever ask, in which capacity am I acting in? And how is it that everything in the public, is because when you look at public law, it tells you that it is the interaction between government and the people, as well as private law is the interaction of, you know, person to person. There's no government intervention in private, okay? And contract law is private. That's why private individuals contract. 
So on the private side, what governs is the contract. And on the public side, what governs is the Constitution. And you see um, the the Supreme Court Justice, um, he he was explaining that to Dianne Feinstein. He was explaining it to her and said, look, you know, uh, you can can discriminate in the private. You can't discriminate in the public. And I got case law that will tell you that straight up. You cannot discriminate. You can discriminate in the private. You cannot discriminate in the public. So if I if I have a private club that's not getting any money from the government, if I don't want to let women in, if I don't want to let gays in, if I don't want to let uh, black people in or white people in or Mexican or whomever I'm going to discriminate against, I can do that as long as it remains private. On the public, you can't do that because you have the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment that prevents the government from discriminating. And as such, if you're taking benefits and privileges from the government, then the, you have been clothed with that same obligation. As I work, I think I put that in simple layman's terms, as simple as I could. Go ahead. So, so you went. Uh, you you're obviously in private live life claim, right? Say what? Did you, so did you go? Pri- did you go private by the live life claim? Well, live life claim? Nah, I don't. Nah. Private, let me tell you how you become private. Stop using the social security number. That's that simple. All right. You can make whatever claim that you want to make. If you're still using their stuff, you're not private. You can make whatever claims you want to make. I read the law. It says it very clearly. Right, you say your claim, you're going to be, they're going to say, okay, well, you are private if you're still using our stuff. You cannot keep, you. you can't have your cake and eat it too. You got to stop using their stuff. Right. Sure. And the number yeah. one thing that they, they have marked everybody with that cattle brand is that social security number. It is that mark of the beast that is being discussed in the book of Revelations. All right. That's what it is. Okay. That right there, that nine digit number. Okay. Everybody has a number. And that number that they give you, not no person, you a number in their system. And that number that's being yeah. issued by the federal government that lets you know that you're taking benefits and privileges from the government is the social security number. It's the thing that they yeah. ask you for. It is the thing that they ask you for every time you have to take some benefits and privileges from the government. They're going to want that social security number. And that's a new contract, right? Yes. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. You are acquiescing every time. It's that number. So yeah. you can say, I've, I've seen millions of processes and people talk about file this paperwork, file that paperwork. But at the end of the day, it's actions speak louder than words. Okay, it's form versus substance. You know, filing paperwork is the form. The substance of who you are is your conduct. And this is where, yeah. minimum, con- this is where minimum contacts comes from. Minimum contacts come from your conduct is based off your conduct. It's an implied contract. It's not an express contract. It is an implied con. Implied contracts are based off conduct. Have you ever heard of uh, Dr. Gray, How to Win in Court? No, I can't say that I have. Oh, okay. What is what is his what is his premise on? What does he say? How do you win in court? How does he say? How does he say well, you win yeah, in court? You- you could well. You, you just you went on. Uh, he teaches you what 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 they don't teach in law school, basically. 
He teaches you how to get the evidence in and just to go through the motions. And you can win by that way by getting, you know, weighing more evidence than the other person. Yeah, you that's how to true. do that through discovery, through motion yeah, of discovery and that kind of thing. Sounds like an attorney teaching you how to argue. You know, what I would say is, you know, um, uh, you know the burden of proof is on he who asserts, not he who denies. All right. So that's a principle of law. You know, so it's like, you know, like this attorney, you know, he told me, he said, the reason Mike Tyson, you know, went to prison is because he talked. He didn't keep being shut his mouth up. It's like when it, it, Mike Tyson and that woman were in the room by themselves. No one, there were, were no witnesses to what transpired in the room with them. So you have one person saying, and same thing with Bill Cosby. You have one person saying that somebody did something to them. And I, right, well, the fifth amendment protects you against self-incrimination. You have a right to remain silent because you cannot be forced to incriminate yourself. All right, right. So if he would just be quiet, but when the police come and question you, all they're trying to do is corroborate things. So they're asking you, did you have sex with this individual? And if you say yes, they're going to put their handcuffs on you and take you downtown because that they did with their job. They're not there to determine guilt or innocence. They just need to know, is there some foundation for the charge that was made, the allegation that is being made? And the allegation uh, that was made is that there was non-consensual sex that took place. So we need to establish that a sexual act took place. And the only people that can do that are both of the people who were there. That's why I have a video I posted on my website called Shut the Fuck Up. People think they're going to talk about something. You know, people call, people come and ask me, um, well, how do you do with a negotiable instrument? You take that into court. I said, you know, I said, well, they said it ain't no good. Well, okay, well, them. If they're going to assert that my instrument is no good, that's for them to prove. Okay, did you process it? You can't just, I just say, if I hand you a piece of paper, a negotiable instrument, you don't try to process it. You don't try to cash it. You don't try to do anything with it. But you're just going to come back and say it's no good. How are you going to prove it's no good? You didn't do anything. So if you're going to assert right. something, you're going to have to establish it yourself. So I'm not saying anything. I'm going to go in court. I'm not arguing that. This is why this whole thing that you see me teach is against arguing. What your, what your attorney, attorneys are experts in arguing. That is their domain, the domain of arguing. That is not the domain of the private person. The private person is not the domain of arguing. We're not there to argue anything. All right? We are the people. We are who we are. You are who you say you are. If I tell them they are public servants, they're here, they are here. The, we have a government for the people and by the people. At any point that we become tired of what they are doing, we can simply remove them. We, are, we can all go up to Capitol Hill and walk in and say, all y'all get out of your offices. We're putting all new people in, and there will be nothing that they can do about it. Right. <laughs> well, you got to be careful like a, what, what comes, what, what the new government that comes in, right? Well, I mean, you know, the, the, and I heard somebody, I saw earlier somebody said, is the Constitution been rescinded? Now, no, the Constitution is not. That's not the, the Constitution is not the issue. The Constitution is live and well. What is the issue is the minds of the people, right, because they don't understand the difference between public and private. They don't know their rights. 
They don't understand any of these things that we're talking about. They don't understand the significance of being a U.S. citizen. A U.S. citizen is a congressionally created citizenship. Let me say that again. U.S. citizen is a congressionally created citizenship. That is not the citizenship that existed at the inception of the country. Now, if you want to see some facts on that, you can read Susan B. Anthony versus the United States. That judge spells it out for you very clearly in cogent language. The 13th and 14th and 15th Amendment, the War Amendment, the 14th Amendment created U.S. citizens. And that is why also when you look at, you read the 14th Amendment, you're going to notice that the word citizen is written with a lowercase c. Now, you have to understand that law is scientific, okay? Prior to that, everywhere you see the citizen, it was with a capital C. They were talking about something in particular. But the reason it's a lowercase c, because they allowed corporations to become citizens. It could be anything. This is why it's very important for you to understand grammar. Of course, they're not going to ever admit to there being a straw man. Most of the people in the public aren't intelligent enough to even understand some of the things that we're saying, except at the very high level. If you're speaking to an employee or someone who likes to walk around talking about, um, you know, sovereign citizens and things of that nature, most of them are not intelligent enough to understand the distinction between public and private, or even certain things like grammar. You know, you, uh, if, you, if you understood principles of law, uh, principles of, you know, the English language and so forth, a lot of things uh, wouldn't have to be told to you expressly. You could make, uh, you could deduce from understanding, looking at everything like, look, this must be the answer. Because, hey, there's no anywhere in English, la- uh, English language that allows for you to write our name in all capital letters. And law is scientific. So why are you writing my name in all capital letters? And when I ask you to stop doing it, you won't do it. You won't give me an explanation. And now if they're operating under a trust, they don't have to give you an explanation because they're trustees. Only thing a a beneficiary has an entitlement right to a distribution from the trust. This This is what we're doing in secured party. People ask, well, what are you doing in secured party? What you're doing is you're using your entitlement right, your distribution. You have a right to a distribution. That comes in the form of a trust certificate. That trust certificate can be placed in another trust because it has a value. And you could direct another trustee to utilize the value of that, you know, for your, for your, for your benefit. So this is what you're doing. Let me see if I can say it in layman's terms. Your birth certificate. I, I got you. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. That's, uh, that's your birth pretty, certificate uh, is like a trust certificate. It evidences that you have an entitlement right to some sort of distribution because you're a beneficiary. They call you a beneficiary all the time. They are trustees. Now, trustees in a irrevocable trust, they really don't have to tell a beneficiary anything. Only thing that they are required to do is distribute their prorated interest in the trust to the beneficiary. Or what they like to call the Sestway K Trust. Sestway K Trust just means beneficiary. So please stop it. Stop it. You know, always using that word. I heard that, yeah. Yeah, it's like people yeah. it's like people say instead of saying, you know, you know, kiss my ass, they say, you know, kiss my glutamus maximus. <laughs> yeah. you know, just you know, just say the word. You don't have to impress me with your not because you that lets me know you didn't even look up the word. 
understand it's just a beneficiary. All right. So right. you, you got to understand that. All right. A beneficiary has an entitlement right. That entitlement right is what you are using in secured party to offset public obligation. They owe you something, and that's something that they owe you. You're doing a set off. Okay, a set off is when you have two mutual obligations from different transactions and they're being utilized against each other. So to put that in layman's terms, if uh, if you owe me five hundred dollars and I come over to your house and knock over your five hundred dollar lamp, okay, that that debt is set off. Uh, you owe me five hundred, but I just destroyed your five hundred dollar lamp. And you go into court and you can counterclaim me if I try to sue you. You go into court that yes, Yana. I do owe him $500. I have Yana. I have a counterclaim against him for $500 for my lamp. And the judge says, okay, we're just going to set all this off and zero out the balance. That's what you're doing with your bills. Okay. How about what mortgage? you're doing is our mortgage or anything in the public, the public is bankrupt. You're using Federal Reserve notes. Federal Reserve notes, the Federal Reserve is not a governmental entity, they are a private bank. There's contracts. Right. The government is yeah. issuing bonds. To the Federal Reserve, and they're issuing us monopoly paper money script to play on a monopoly board with. Now that's only well, that's in the how public. I kind of got into this. That's how I kind of got only- into this about four or five years ago. Was the you know uh, the black card, you know Dr. King, and and the Social Security using your Social Security and all that. And I've yeah, that's kind of how I got to where I'm at today. Right. Now, the Social Security number is what they call a closed account. Now, a closed account means that it is closed only for um, debits and credits, but it remains open for offset and adjustment. And that's why you're using it. That You see they put that number and they eliminate the dashes on it. The reason you're using that is because it's a closed account. I'm not using that Social Security number to take any more benefits and privileges. I'm not utilizing that account to offset public obligations. And this is the um, this is the evidence that there is a entity that they're calling a transmitting utility. It's a pass through. It's like a bridge between the public and the private, because all substance is in the private. Because the only thing that's making this the entire economy go is private individuals. If the government if the government keeps this coronavirus going, and everybody in America say fuck it, we're not going to work no more. Fuck it. Fuck it, y'all fuck with us. We're not, I'm not signing a motherfucking thing no more. No credit card applications. Nobody's going to work. Fuck it. What do you think they'll do? Well, let's see. They'll 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 take they'll they'll go to uh, e currency. They'll they'll try to control. That will be We're their not time to. No Everybody just say we don't want to participate no more. We don't want to play the game. I don't want no more of your system no more. We're going to all start using gold and silver. Okay, everybody say, look, fuck it. We're going to buy all the gold and silver, and every time we buy something from each other, I'm going to use gold and silver for my transaction. Fuck that shit using uh, Federal Reserve notes. Fuck that shit using credit, uh, uh, going on the computer paying. Fuck that shit. I'm going to get me some solar panels. I'm going to put them on top of my house, get my electricity from the sun. I'm going I'm, I'm to get on the Internet and watch a motherfucker dig a whale. I can figure out how to fucking dig a whale in the ground and get my water because water all under this motherfucker. Uh, everywhere you look, there's water. So I'm going to pull my water up out of the ground and I'm going to go outside and start growing my own goddamn food. And I, and I don't want to have nothing else to do with you, federal government. Leave me the fuck alone. Right. Yeah. What are they going to do? Self-sufficiency. 
Right. Well, that's, and that's what, yeah. and you know what, that's what's going to have to happen. People are going to have to wake up and understand. I governments do not uh, uh, do not produce anything. They don't produce anything. They're using you as right. insurance. They're right. using you as well, yeah. for the debt. That's what your birth certificates are. Every time they only your baby is the one that's going to be responsible for these trillions of dollars that they're borrowing from the Federal Reserve. They're just enslaving future generations. This I is know. slavery. Yeah, this is coming is. from Leviticus. This is coming from Leviticus twenty five forty five. Let me read Leviticus twenty five forty five to you. Okay. And we're going to go to Leviticus chapter 25, and we're going down to verse 45. It says, moreover, of the children of the strangers that do sojourn among you, of them shall ye buy. Now, how are they buying you? They buying you through your birth certificate, through the bond. The government is selling bonds. They're backed by your birth certificate. Your birth certificate is entitled to your labor. Moreover, the right. children of the strangers that sojourn among you, and this is the Torah now. Torah is the five books. It's the book that the Jews follow. Right? Moreover, the children of the strangers that do sojourn among you, of them shall ye buy. And of their families that are with you, which they beget in your land, and they shall be your possession. And you shall take them as an inheritance for your children. I mean, you know, we will pass this down to our children after you to inherit them for possession. They shall be your bondmen. Okay. This is what it is, bond man. That's what they tell They tell him bond. A bond is an obligation, a promise, indentured servitude. They shall be your bond man forever. But over, over your brethren, the children of Israel, you shall not rule one over the other with rigor. And this is what they do. They're not allowed to charge each other interest, to, to, corrupt, to do anything underhanded with each other. But they can do that against the going. So how can we win? By, not, by anything that you want to dissipate, you remove your attention from it. Energy flows where attention goes. This is the reason that they call the universe an illusion or a holographic universe is because anything that is in a constant state of flux, anything that is changing all the time cannot be real. The only thing that is real and substantive is something that doesn't change. And the only thing that is changeless is God. Uh, you Christians, y'all have heard it said, God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. When the esoteric circles, we have the same thing. All right? We call it um, the, uh, uh, the undifferentiated, meaning that it hasn't been affected by change. All right? So these different concepts of God or the law or something substantive, something immutable, something that rules over everything. Everybody has their own concept of it. That's only my point in saying that. You have your concept, but we all agree on the principle. The principle is that this ultimate force doesn't change. But everything that emanates from this force does change. So this is why you see in Buddha, Buddha would call everything an illusion or what they call maya. Maya, it means illusion. Okay? It's an illusion because it can be manipulated. It can be changed. So the, the reality that you're looking at is a holographic projection of your intentions and attention. 
And if you remove That's that, it'd it, it be simple for everybody to change everything. So this is why everything in the universe, the one thing that nobody violates, the one law that nobody violates to every creature in the universe is free will. And a lot of people have problems with that, especially people um, who have a victim mentality. People who say, well, you know, I was raped. Are you trying to say that that was my fault? And they become incensed when I say yes, without thinking it through. You have to understand, you may not have been thinking of being raped. That's not how it works. How it works is you allow yourself to vibrate at a frequency, and that like frequency will bring itself into your space. Like attracts like. So it wasn't that you were thinking about being raped. You were vibrating on that frequency. You allowed your mind to descend in some sort of depression or something like that where it allowed that to come upon you. And then when we get into, when we start talking about children, right, who haven't reached the age of imagination, which is seven years old, we have, we, we, we can talk about past lives, past karma, things of that nature. They may be coming here because everybody doesn't have to be here for a long time. Some people just need to clear some karma. Also, the yeah, you were talking the about the Buddhist, the Buddhist monk believes in that way. Like if they get robbed, that it's really their fault for being robbed because they weren't prepared. But you were saying in another way that they brought that energy upon themselves. Come and, people, thing, right? and people don't want to, they don't want to take that. And what it is, is they'll argue me with it, about it. But when I tell them, I say, look, you're not arguing with me. You're arguing against the law. Okay. These are laws that I'm quoting for, from, from, uh, to you. Okay. There are seven yeah. principles that govern the universe of vibration, uh, correspondence, um, uh, uh, mentalism, um, polarity, rhythm, cause and effects, and gender. Okay, those are mutable principles. All right, so you can see them evident in all religions. So when we start citing principles, and you say, "Well, I don't believe that," was well, you know that's what immutable means. It's not a respect of persons. You know, the laws don't care whether you believe it or not. It's going to exact. It's going to Redound on you and affect you Regardless of how you feel about it And that well, is what yeah, you have I, yeah. And you will keep Experiencing what you're experiencing Until you come to an acceptance of the law And be, and, again, and to harmonize Yourself with it You have to bring yourself into alignment You ever heard of uh, Chicken What is it the chicken book of the soul Or what, what was that that series a long Chicken time ago. For the soul. I've never, no, I've, I've seen that book, but I've never read it. So. Um, the author, they did a study he, um, that what, they took like a hundred people. They concentrated on the water, and then they took. They were thinking positive thoughts, and they took another hundred people, and they were thinking negative thoughts, and they took the water underneath the the microscope, and the, yeah, and, they, and the people that were thinking negatively. You know the the molecules were all weird, and people were thinking positively. They were all crystal clear. Now there's a book called Messages from Water, and that that, that might be from that. Yeah, yeah. His name is Emoto Masori. He is a um, I think he's a Japanese uh, gentleman. Um, you can find that book in Amazon, and he's the one that discovered that. Uh, water. Now, when you get into magic and a lot of things like that, like praying over water, you know, you have holy water and things like that. All those are real. That's real stuff, right? Because water reacts to thought. And like when you pray over your food before you eat it, right? 
those are all things that have uh, a lot of the Christians think it has an origin within the Christian religion, but it doesn't. All right. Um, thought and voices. The, when you speak something, okay, it has, it, there's a cause and effect associated with everything you do, especially when you speak something. Words have power. Prayer is very powerful. Not for the reasons that a lot of you attribute to it, but its effectiveness cannot be denied, especially when you be, uh, begin to understand the science of it, how it works, and uh, associated with a lot of other religions. Because I'll tell a Christian in a minute, well, you know, Jesus did this. So I say, okay, well, what happens when a Muslim prays and he gets the same result that you got? So was it Jesus who did that for him? And he don't believe in Jesus. He, he has Muhammad. Right. Or when somebody, uh, right. when, a, when a Buddhist does it, and he's using Buddha. Or, you know, or anybody. You know, it, it, it all has the same effect for every religion around the planet. Okay, the only thing that's happening is because of your faith and whatever that you put before you, you believe in that so intensely, then that emotion, that energy in motion, emotion, that motion, that emotion that you're utilizing is bringing it into uh, manifestation. And some of you need that crutch. Some of you need um, a Jesus to lean on. Some of you need a Muhammad to lean on. Some of you need a noble Drew Ali to lean on. Some of you need that. Some people don't. Some people come into a realization that they are the ones that's doing it. And there's right. a good example well, of that. Well, well there's, a, there's, there's a good example of that in the Bible when uh, Jesus uh, was talking to a woman, uh, a Canaanite woman, when he was in the coast of Tyre and Sidon, and he called her a dog. And he, and he said, it is not meat for me to give the children's bread and cast it to dogs. And she said, truth, Lord, but the dogs do eat from the crumbs from the master's table. And she, he said, great is your faith. Be it unto thee as thou wilt. Her faith was great, and she made it happen. So, you know, so that was an example. But people don't know Jesus did it or whatever. Like, okay, you know, this is what, this is what <laughs> Jesus is trying to express to you in Mark eleven twenty two to 26. If you tell this mountain to be cast into the ocean, the mountain represents any problem in your life. Something so big that you can't see how to get over it, around it, or under it. But if you tell that mountain to be cast into the ocean, something that is bigger, the universe is, no matter how big your problem is, the universe is much bigger. If you cast it into the ocean, you make it dissipate. If you redirect the energy of your mind somewhere else, because the universe abhors a vacuum, so you can't just make something get rid of something. You have to replace it with something. So you have to redirect your focus, redirect your attention, and you tell this massive problem to be cast in the ocean, and do not doubt it in your heart, but believe what you have said has happened. The now, the power of now, nothing shall be impossible for you. So why do you think we're here on earth then? Oh, you just, you know, our, okay, our spirit... Because what? Would God would would God exist if you didn't exist? God exist. I think so. You but think so? I don't know. You think well, so? Well, I mean, would God would, would God exist if I didn't exist? So that would is there's an assumption that my spirit has always been as long as God's right. True. Uh, also, I, I can phrase it probably another way. Would um uh, would God be God if He didn't create something lesser than Himself? Would he just be some ordinary entity in the universe 
And he said, you know what, I'm going to create some entities less than myself so I can rule over. Well, it depends on your perspective of God, I guess, right? Do you believe God is like We can get into a discussion about that as well. Yeah, so yeah, what, you know what I mean? What, we're doing, well, what I'm doing right now is I'm addressing the concept of God um, that most people have. You know, because we're talking to finite, limited individuals who are trying um, to have some sort of conceptualization of something infinite. Of something infinite. Because I could ask the next question, how long did God exist before he decided uh, to make man? You know, like, what? <laughs> you know, how long did it take? For, how long was he in the universe before he decided, you know what, I'm going to make a man? Or is it like in the Quran Circle 7, a very good book, where it says there was not a time when man, man did not exist? Is there, if there is no beginning, then there is no end. Hmm, what are you talking about, Yusuf? What are you talking about? Well, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. I, I so do you, do you identify as you're a Christian or? Who me? Uh, I, I think I've elevated above uh, religion. I think what we're, you know, um, is uh, what well, I'm not necessarily going to say religion. I'm, I'm going to say I've elevated above theology. Religion is your discipline or your practices that you use, but the theology of the concepts, the man-made concepts that have been foisted on individuals from other human beings about what they think God is or they, what they think spirituality is. But right. I would not well, I don't ask you that. I don't ask you that to put you in a box, or I just ask you that because you're reciting a lot out of the Bible and stuff. So I. You have to use the. You have to use the. This is a Christian country, and the majority of the people who um, you're going to talk to are Christians. But I'm not just using the Christian. You know, I use other books too. But you got to give people what they want, so they want. uh, Everybody can identify with that. There's a lot of truth in the Bible. There's a lot of truth in the Bible. There is, but but it has been twisted by men, you know, by other men who have you know, with a limited understanding of universal principles who really didn't understand what Jesus was talking about, you know, who got people into this worship mentality, you know, into begging um, some invisible man up in the cloud, you know, and say, you know, please help me, please help me, you know, and they say, well, maybe God, you know, it's like God is sitting up there and all of a sudden he said, you know what, you begged enough. You know, I think I'm going to go ahead and give you your blessing, you know, instead of, Understanding that, no, the structure of the universe, this is what the deists understand, that the universe is, uh, the laws have always been put in place. There is a law associated with prosperity. There are laws to prosperity. There are laws to blessing. There's a cause associated with it. So if you want to get a specific result, or if you want to get a specific effect, then you're going to have to utilize a specific cause. And there is no other way around it. Because for you to get something, that's how the universe is structured. That's what brings order to the universe. That's how God put everything together. He put everything together with an order. And you have to to follow that divine order. So the law has already been put in place. The only thing you need to do is discover it and utilize it. And stop thinking that there's some sort of arbitrary and capricious uh, intelligence uh, up in a cloud somewhere looking down upon you you know, making you suffer and ignoring your pleas for help. 
No, that's not what's happening. What's happening is you have to bring yourself into acceptance, like it says in Luke 17, 21. Look ye neither there nor here, but the kingdom of heaven is in you. I'm on that path. That's in uh that's in uh that's in uh, uh the twenty fourth chapter of the Matthew where it talks about the path that leads into destruction. And the path the path that leads into destruction is broad and spacious, meaning that all these things that y'all talk about, there's only one path. That's so that's like cause and effect. I ain't no multiple ways of doing anything. There's only one truth. And that truth don't have anything to do with your religion or your belief. It has something to do with the laws of the universe and how how the creator arranged everything. All science is is the study of how God put everything together. That's all science is. Right. Sure. Well, you could see you could see all, all over the place. Um, I mean everything. Matter, antimatter, everywhere. You see God every time you look in the mirror, man. You see him every time you look in the mirror. (laughs) Every time you look in the mirror, you're seeing God, the spirit of God. Because God only only affects the society of human beings through other people. So we're the fabric is what you're saying. We're the fabric. We're the fabric. It's like you're a teaspoon out of the ocean. You know, you have the same quality, a different quantity. You have the same makeup. You're the quintessential um, manifestation of the creator of the boundless universe, those energies. Hey, look, I got to move on to the next call. I got some callers. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Call in again, okay? Appreciate it. All right, y'all. Let me say this to y'all. I got a little poem I'm going to read to you, okay? I got this poem I'm going to read to you, and it has, and it's something I want y'all to think about. Okay, all you religious people, you know, and I want you to see the message that's at the end of it and see if you can catch it. I once was in a deep meditation and I had a visit from Satan, the father of Hayden, and he wanted to have this conversation, which, of course, ended up with us debating. But anyway, he started off by stating that, yo, Joe, I've been waiting to talk to you. You know, I've been watching you now for what, about 30 years? I know your hopes, your dreams, your fears, shed all your laughter and your tears, and I've come to this conclusion. And I said, what? He said, are you happy with the state of your existence? And I said, well, you know, of course, but, you know, the devil is known for his persistence. And he said, look, man, you know, and I know that you know that I know that you desire certain scenes, you know, like the life you see in your TV screens and in your magazines. Fast cars, diamond rings, big booty queens. Life is for a king. You know what I mean. But look at you. You're living life barely getting by while your friends are out making ends, hitting skins, getting high. While you're sitting here contemplating life, asking yourself why with what? Maybe another 30 more years until you die? You deserve good life. This you can't deny. And, you know, tell me, why you keep telling yourself a lie? So I said, you know, that sounds all good, and if I could get it, I would. But right now I'm locked down in the hood, and I got miles to feed. I barely got time to read. I'm going to get what I want when I can barely get what I need. And he said, man, look, take heed, because I'm about to school you in the art of seduction and show you the finer points of corruption so you can live the good life without interruption. 
He says, since the dawn of man's creation, I've made his happiness my single occupation. Oh, forgive me. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Lucifer. I'm the man that shakes nations. If comfort and pleasure is what you truly do treasure, simply bow down and worship me, and I'll give you riches beyond measure. And I said, never. Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written. I should never bow down before you, no matter how tempting. I worship God only, and to only he shall I listen. So could you please get out my face before your ass come up missing? And he just laughed at this. He said, you know, he said, you, you know, you spoke that very eloquent. He said, you remind me of someone who's heaven sent. But I wonder, we have the same sentiment for next week you can't pay your rent? He said, look, you can act like you're content and act like you got all the sense. But you and I both know that the only God you truly trust is written on these dead presidents. He said, look, Joe, God is anything or anyone in control. And I said, whoa. What profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And he said, what guarantees do you have that heaven is everything you was told? He said, look, you can't even contemplate something as simple as the nature of electricity. Yet when it comes to heaven and hell, you're quick to question me. He said, oh, how I marvel at the mortal psyche whose true gods are Adidas, Reebok, and Nike. Hypocrite. You know you just like me. He said, look, I only want to give you everything that you desire, so tell me. Why you want to fight me? So I came back. I said, well, look, how can you give me what you don't even own? Even your very own existence is given to you on loan. He said, I said, look, it is written that man cannot live but just by bread alone. And he shall surely reap for every seed that is sown. Time flows like water here today, then it's gone. And I got no more time for idle chatter, so please, please get the hell on. So, you know, the devil, he gets upset at this point. He said, look, he said, man, look, you're sitting here thinking you're better than me, quoting biblical texts. He said, you flipped the script like a hypocrite if I started talking about sex. These things that you speak, you surely won't find because when it comes to mankind, the blind surely lead the blind. He said, you interpret something literal without reading between the lines. You choose to walk this straight and narrow road without reading all the signs. Fool, look around you. Everything you see in this world is mine. So keep praying to your invisible God because you're just wasting your time. And I said, well, you know, true, true, true. You are the God of the physical and everything material. I said, but me, I'm on a quest for the spiritual. I'm seeking that conscious and subconscious connection because I know that's where God grants me my blessings and judges my confessions. You see, I understand that God helps those who help themselves because God is in me. And that's why knowledge of self is the key and the only truth that makes you free. You see, fame and fortune are temporary and hard times are necessary. And I know my final resting place is a long way beyond the cemetery. I know that hell is just a state and willpower decides fate and life is just a classroom and death is just a gate. So never will I bereave when I know that I can achieve anything in this world my mind can conceive and that knowing is the goal and having faith in what I believe. So while you seek to deceive, causing every heart to grieve, I'm my brother's keeper when in need. Because I was brought here to give and not just to receive. And with that, the conversation ended as he turned to walk away. But then he stopped, looked back as if he had something else to say. But all he did was smile. 
which sent this chill down my spine. And then all of a sudden, it came this powerful flash of light that temporarily left me blind. But as my vision slowly returned, I saw something I thought made me lose my mind. Because where there was once the face of a devil was now one that looked exactly like mine. And then the realization hit me that made the answers to life much clearer. That the devil that each of us must conquer is the one looking back at you in the mirror. Your devil is in the mirror, y'all. Peace to the gods. Let's pull it up. Let's keep it rolling. Y'all got to catch what what that is. That's called reflections. That's called reflections. It's you. It's you. You are your own devil and your own angel. And those conversations that you're having is in your mind. Let's go. 718 area code. Wait, 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 where are we going? Where are we going? Let's go to. Where is that one eight at? Yeah, yeah, but I think we're gonna go over to New York. Get over to New York real quick. New York, New York, seven one eight thirty six forty two. You're on the line. What's on your mind? New York, New York. Seven one eight area code. Five oh eight ninety two forty five. Lines open. Massachusetts. Hello. You're line. You're on the. You're on the Hello? line, bro. Your, your your mic's open, oh, man. Oh, peace, peace, peace. Wow, it's been. A, I'm I'm so happy to be able to be in this um, space. Um, I would have to say that I felt very alone. Um, but over the past few days, listening to um your podcast and your website to help guided me um, to get on a better path. I would say that I've started to study the differences between um, public and private. And I've started the journey on to becoming private. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, the government shutdown happened right when I was about to um, get some of my birth certificate stuff figured out and uh, getting it. Um, wait, hold on a second. I was in the process of getting it. Um, uh, I got a name change legally, and then I had to get my birth certificate figured out. And then after that, I was going to go down to the state to get it authenticated. There we go. And then as soon as I was about to do that, the shutdown happened. So then I was trying to figure out what am I supposed to do next? Okay. um, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I don't, people always come to me telling me they changed their name. I don't see the purpose of changing the name because you're not a name. You're a number in the system. It tells you that in the Bible, it's a number. Okay. If you change the name and still using the same number, what's the point of changing the name? You know what I'm oh, saying? I'm, um, like, I'm going through I'm going through a process with um um uh the Moorish um 
uh, you were talking about this, I think, on your YouTube. I'm going through the Moorish uh, way on getting um, a proper name change, going from public to private. And uh, my current situation is blocked um, by this shutdown. But I, I just threw out, I asked, on well, what should I do um, moving forward? The and number I one thing on your last. Here's the ultimate goal. I'm just going to, I'm telling everybody to go. The goal is stop using the social security number. That's the goal. I don't give a fuck what, I don't give a fuck if somebody comes in here, start talking about um, Moorish nationality, um, secure party, or have some other process. If you're using that social security number, it don't matter. It doesn't matter. Because I understand law. In law, they have something called form versus substance. Actions speak louder than words. And that is another problem that is going on in these circles. People think that their paperwork has more power than their conduct. And it's not. Your conduct has more power than your paperwork. And that's a principle of law. So I wish everybody would get that through their head. It doesn't matter what you put on your paperwork if you're not living it. If you're not living it, this is when the the people you are going against is a corporation. They they are only about business. That's it, business. They are about business. The UCC is the uniform commercial code. It's not the motherfucking uniform nationality code. Alright? It's not none of that stuff, alright? That people try to associate it with. It is it is a, a form, uh, is a section of codes utilized so everybody on planet Earth can do business on the same playing field. That's what it's for. Alright? That's it. It's not evil. It's not good. Okay? It just is what it is. The only evil and good are people. The system is not evil or good. There's only evil and good people in the system. The public is not good or evil. The private is not good or evil. There are good and evil people in the public, and you damn well better believe there are good and evil people in the private. Public and private do not mix. If you're doing something on the public side, then it's public. Okay? The IRS is the best place. If you want to learn public and private, study the IRS. Study the IRS. That's what I do. The IRS says something. And you, anybody can Google this right now. Matter of fact, let me put it, let me put it, let me put it in your chat. It's called Form. Versus substance. Form versus substance. It's form versus substance when it comes to law. Let me see if I can find find the IRS. Because what we're talking about, what is, because we're talking about tax. Everything is a tax. So we got to understand what is form versus substance. And I'm going to put I'm gonna put a copy of this link so y'all can go to. I'm just, I'm just arbitrarily picking out a, a website. I'm not. There's nothing in it. See, I just put it in Google and found a website. 
Okay. Oops. Can I add another question after this? Go ahead. Um, I had another question once you're done with this. Um, I'm through. I'm through. I didn't want to. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I just put, I just formed um, the stuff. Yeah, so um, I started using um, some some of your teachings. You were telling uh, telling to read Think and Grow Rich, I believe, The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace yep. D. Um, and then it Waddle, and then there was um, uh, a YouTube video that I've been your implementing every single day. Yeah, your wish is your command uh, by uh, Kevin Trudeau, yes, which is the best. Yes. Which is the best out there. I will have to say, ever since I've been implementing this, you know, throughout my day, that it's not like I go through it because it's twelve hours. It's thick. Um, but as soon as I realize. Who do you get your information from? Every single time I see you say, who do you get your information from? I instantly know the people who you want your stuff from. Um, I'm learning, um, I think, uh, you, uh, what is it called? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still at the conscious. Um, conscious competence. Okay, you have unconscious yeah. incompetence. Unconscious incompetence, then you have conscious incompetence, then you have mm-hmm. conscious competence, and then you have unconscious competence. All right? And that's when, and that's just a play on words because we're talking about the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. Okay? There's the first, the first level is when the conscious mind is uh, unconscious and the subconscious mind is incompetent. And then, uh, you know, you have, you have unconscious incompetence. Right. So the conscious mind is unconscious, so the subconscious mind is incompetent. So then when you get the conscious mind competent, but because you haven't perfected it, right, so you have conscious incompetence, and then you have conscious competence, and then you have unconscious incompetence. And unconscious incompetence is through repetition where you have formed a habit in the subconscious mind. And now everything is just habitual, and you're doing it without thinking. And they give the illustration of a, a person who plays the piano. Once you get to the point where you've done the piano so much, now you can play the keys and sing and do other things. Like when I just did that poem, that poem was unconscious incompetent. I mean, I mean unconscious confidence. I can do, other, I can ad lib and do other things because I memorize the poem, so I have to think about it. You know, so that is how that's what that's called mastery. You master anything. And, that you know, uh, that's what he's describing in there. You know, he's uh, trying to teach you how to become a master of yourself through controlling your habits, changing habits and create, taking negative habits and, uh, and turning them into positive habits that are going to be constructive and conducive to you becoming prosperous. I think I said that good. What do you think? I think that was exactly what I needed. It's uh, currently what I'm going through, mastery of myself, becoming um, my own God, um, taking control of my life by knowing that, you know, anything that you have, anything that's been done to you, that has been done to you, 
is caused by your mental state. And so now I'm just working through getting out of that. Um, I have noticed that a lot of the people that are around me um, are afraid of this coronavirus. Um, and yes, I am not yes. afraid. I am aware of everything. It, it, it made me step back a bit because uh, I had a lady friend and whatnot, and this is right when it started. And I realized how how manipulated people were. Um, I went to her house, and her mom was freaking out over this. And I'm and I'm I'm literally like, is this is is this legit fear? And I I could feel the energy, and I'm just like. Okay, so that means that where I am right now, I am above um, a lot of people. It's in my family. It's it's all around me, but I'm I'm very calm and level-headed, and I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know why a lot of people are effective like this. I just know that it's not affecting me. Um and I'm using this mastery to make it uh, I'm trying to get my body in order. I'm getting trying to get my finance in order. Um, that's another question I wanted to ask for young people. Um, I'm about 25. I'm still at home because this virus, I wasn't able to stay in college. Um, I know that we, I can manifest myself all the things that I want. I'm just, uh, from wisdom from you, because you've already done a lot of, uh, you you have a lot of years of my senior. What would you recommend for um, young people other than reading? Because I, I I did catch that in the beginning. Um, I am starting. I am reading. Um, what would you recommend for young people uh, to amass um, financial freedom? Is I think would be the better term because there's a lot of the main ways for people to get uh, financial security has been shut down. A lot of people are in their homes. A lot of people aren't moving. Um, For me, I've taken the steps of walking, uh, changing my diet. I've also got um, looking into that PDF of the mucus-free diet. I believe that's what it's um, called. Mucus-free diet. Yeah, Arnold Eritz. I yeah. put a link in the description of this video. It's already there. Yeah, so okay, we'll, I, is I'll there ask, anything you can recommend? Yeah, 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 yeah. The first thing I would recommend to young men is a they read a verse in the Bible. It's in Proverbs 31.3. And I want them to marinate on this verse in the Bible. And that verse is, Give not thy strength unto women, nor thy ways to that which destroyeth kings. Now, at first blush, this would appear to seem like it would be something, you know, derogatory toward women. But that's not the case at all. This is not anything derogatory toward women. Um, As a matter of fact, uh, there's a book called Anytime You Want, As Long As You Want. I'm going to put that in the description of the video as well. Um when this is over and y'all can uh, read that too. But what does that mean? What that's talking about is talking about your sperm. The first thing 
I want young men to do is to start as soon as they can to start getting control of their sperm. Okay. That, that's that I think that's the most important thing that you can tell a young man, a, a young man um, to not think that it is okay um, to, to uh, orgasm in different women, um, to orgasm multiple times in one woman. Right? You're destroying yourself when you do that. Okay, so you have to do that. Your sperm is the elixir of life. It is the battery that pushes everything that you're going to do. The next thing I would tell a young man to do is to find out what he wants. Because if you don't know what you want, the forces of the universe cannot help you. The reason for the majority of young men's inability to become successful or any man for that matter, period, is because they don't know what they want because you have to know what to ask for. As it says in the Bible, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Okay, well, to ask for something, you got to know what you want. Okay, then when you know what you want, you need to write it down. Now, I could go into something and tell you some long, drawn-out thing of read this and do all of this, but those are the basic things that, you, that anybody who is successful always does first. The reason you have to write your goals down is that how the fuck are you going to know what, you, uh, what you're going to do if you can't remind yourself every day what the fuck you're supposed to be doing, what the fuck you're supposed to be concentrating on? I tell my daughter this. Men are like trains. You have a northbound train, a southbound train, and an eastbound train. Okay, now, I tell my daughter, before you get on the train, you need to know which way you are going to go. All right? If you don't know where you're going to go, you just jump on any train, and then while you're on that train, you find out it's not going your way, you don't go up to the front and start fucking with the conductor. You get your ass off the train and find a train that's going your way. Because men are supposed to be like trains. Men are supposed to have goals. Men are supposed to have direction. Men are supposed to have um, uh, supposed to be decisive. Okay, this is this is manly. This is called the active principle. This is what it means to be a man. Okay, so a man is supposed to be going somewhere in life. As some women on Facebook say that women are the most powerful thing because they got jobs making the most money. Like what? Like that women out there saying that because somebody else allowed them to come into their system and make some money. All right. All right. The first thing you as a man that you have to get a hold of is you got to discipline yourself because you're not going to go anywhere in life without that. And the first thing that you have to get under control is your sexual energy. Most time, more times than not, um, this is why I say read, think, and go rich. I believe it is chapter 10 of Think and Go Rich is the uh, chapter that talks about sexual transmutation of energy. He gets in, he's one of the few books that gets into that discussion. Okay. But also a woman is necessary. One woman, um, one woman, a good woman brings focus into your life. Most men who become successful become successful when they have one woman and they're able to direct their energies in one place. They can satisfy their sexual gratification with this one woman because you got multiple women. It's very hard and difficult 
to concentrate on a goal. You gotta, you're trying to have sex with all these women. You have to call them, talk to them on the phone, take them places, deal with their issues and all that. You got multiple women. So it's not going to go good if you're trying to get somewhere in life. Okay. So you're going to have to become focused because anything in nature that is focused becomes a force. If you take sunlight and direct it through a magnifying glass, it becomes a force. If you take water and concentrate it through a water hose, it becomes a force. Well, that same force is the same thing with thought. When you direct thought, when see people say, uh, uh, when you hear people talk about that you have to be a jack of all trades or a multitask, multitasking is for slaves. Multitasking is not the practice of God. All right? We understand that this one thing I do, we understand what focus and concentration is. You give the task of multitasking the slaves. But we as people who are gods, we as individuals who are headed somewhere, you have to be focused. And you have to know what you want. And you don't have to be afraid to get it. And you need to imagine as big as you can because big goals kill little problems. Your bills are little problems. If you're thinking about millions of dollars, why would you be thinking about paying your electric bill and your car note and all of that? Because millions of dollars will eliminate all of that. So you think big. There's another book called The Magic of Thinking Big. Kevin Trudeau, um, you know, he uh, suggests that book as well. It's one of the few books. Esther Hicks, The Magic of Thinking uh, Big, and uh, Kevin Trudeau are probably the top things in the law of attraction world that you can get your hands on. The next thing would be to study magic because that that's all it is, is a form of magic. But no, most people don't like that word or understand what that word means. They're associated with devil worship and stuff like that. So it's good not to say it. But that was what I would suggest first. There's a book called Anytime You Want, As Long As You Want. It's written by a man named Dr. Charles Runnels. Anytime You Want, As Long As You Want. I'm going to put that. When you read about Ralph Waldo Emerson and people like that, even when you start um, studying 50 Cent, um, they got something called NoFap uh, on the Internet. You can look at the videos on it. NoFap, fap means fondling and petting. Okay? You have to learn how to control because as lo- the longer that you retain your sperm, the more intelligent you become. This is how geniuses are made. And this is a big secret of the Jewish community because masturbation is against their law and they understand all these principles and they don't tell them to you. So I'm going to tell you, you want to make the playing field equal, become a genius. You want to become a genius, retain your sperm as long as you can. You're going to find it's not very easy to do to transmute it from one state, meaning use it for a base desire and to another state would mean some lofty goal. Because what it does, it travels from, uh, from down from your loins up through the spinal column. This is where you get the uh, serpent energy up into the brain. So you got to learn how to use your power, your battery, charge your battery. Because it doesn't matter what I tell you if the battery is dead. I give you all the secrets of the universe you want. But the battery's dead. Charge your battery. And then focus every day. I put a video on my YouTube channel. Because here's the thing. It's think and grow rich. Thought. 
it's the law of attraction. You're not earning money. You're attracting money. Esther Hicks say that. You're not earning money. You're attracting money. She's absolutely correct. You got to get off this notion that you have to work hard or you have to do something. No, what the first thing you have to do is you have to study constructive thought. And constructive thought rests on fundamental principles. There's another book you can read. It's called um, that. This is the book that Bill Gates allegedly read that caused him to drop out of Harvard and become one of the richest men in the world. And the name of it is The Master Key by Charles Han L. Now, some people will debate and say that that's an urban legend. But when I read it, I could see how someone of some intelligence, after reading that, would change their course and go in a different direction. It has 24 different chapters in it, and it's written kind of like the Bible. So... The author of it is Charles Hanel, H-A-A-N-E-L, uh, H-A-A-N-E-L, Charles Hanel, okay? The Master Key, I put it, put it on my website. I put the course on my website. But all of this involves you discipline. This is discipline, okay? Discipline. Also, um, success is the, uh, is the um, constant reala- realization of a worthy goal. In other words, keep pressing forward. Consistency. And keep pressing. It doesn't matter what you're going to do. Okay, what separates the successful from the unsuccessful is the unsuccessful work for the people who didn't give up. So what the universe, and in, in, um, uh, in Think and Grow Rich, Rich, he discusses this, the universe is an intelligence, and it's going to test you. You're always being tested. It's going to see if you're worthy. Are you worthy? Are you worthy for the goal that you're seeking to achieve? And then you have to learn, finally, how to be a good custodian of wealth. And for that, I would suggest that you read The Richest Man in Babylon. I think that that was everything that I needed. And, and 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 somebody put a beautiful verse up, Proverbs twenty three seven. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he, and thee, but thy heart is not with thee. As a man thinketh, you know that's another one you can read. Um, uh, James, uh, uh, I forgot his last name. As a man thinketh, as a man thinketh is about the law of attraction. And him going, he went into the woods. I think it was Emerson who went into the woods. And um, I think he went into the woods and he stayed for two years. And that's about him not having sex or ejaculating. And that's what causes these men. That's the secret of becoming a genius. The secret of becoming a genius is to take the sexual energy, which is a creative force, instead of creating another human being with it, redirecting that energy through the mind and creating uh, other things. And the ideas that, because you, if you wonder how somebody comes up with Uber, um, you know, all these different ingenious ideas, is because they vibrate on higher levels. The, 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 um, uh, the, the, the Akashic records is vibrated at a higher level. And you have to bring yourself up to that level so that you will start seeing. If you can't think of anything other than to go saw rob and steal, it's because you're vibrating at a very low level. James Allen. That's right. As a man thinking. Thank you. James Allen. 
I want to thank you for that. Um, I have a lot to be able to sit down and um, read. I feel like that this will help me get to my next stage, and I look forward to uh, tuning in and giving you some resolution on where I'm at. Hey, start with start with some obtainable goals first. Um, you know, don't do anything. Don't ask for things that you don't really. It's, it's anything that you can conceive and believe you can achieve. You know, don't start talking about I'm going to be on the moon tomorrow. You don't really believe that. You know, <laughs> you, know you know what I'm saying? You don't believe. Don't say I'm going to have $2 million tomorrow. You really don't believe that. It's a muscle. Work it like a muscle. Start with, I think I can get $2,000 tomorrow. Okay? That's within the realm of belief. Start working that muscle. And as soon as you prove that to yourself, make it a little more. Let's, okay, we did $2,000. let us do $4,000. you $4,000. let us do six. Six. let us do eight. Eight, let's do ten. You know what? I think I can get a million dollars. Eventually, you're going to see that. You're like, you know what? I see I see this. I can get a million dollars. But you got to work it like a muscle. It's a muscle. All right? But thank you, brother. Let me go on. I got a lot of people want to talk. And I, you know, I, I, I got a lot of people. The board is lit up. But thank you for your call, brother, okay? Appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Let's go to Erico three one two. Where is that at? Where are you going now? He gallivanting around the United States of America. Let's stop in Illinois. Three one two oh nine. You don't mind. Oh, brother Yusuf. Hey, what's that? How you doing? Doing fine, brother. How you doing? Oh, well, I'm just doing the dishes, trying to get them done before. Uh, before I potentially get a chance to holler at you. I, um, I've been following the whole, I don't know what you want to call it, um, private movement uh, for some time. And I've always had kind of a, um, a block with it when it comes to spirituality. And right. I hear how you describe it, and, you know, the question I'm about to ask is an honest one because I consider you an expert, but I've spent most of my time on the spiritual side, and as a black man in America, Mm -hmm. um, we talk about uh, the history that we have, right? regardless if you want to call yourself an aboriginal and indigenous black man or black woman or, you know, from the Caribbean or from Mm. Africa. Uh, The fate was similar. So when you start talking about becoming private in a nation since its inception that had absolutely nothing to do with you, how do you reconcile that with not just the divine principles, you know, the Hermes, Trismegistus, or the Kabbalion and all of that, but really at the core of at least what I think black folks should be focusing on is using our energy, our intellect, our ingenuity to build our own because... I agree. I agree. Okay, so... We don't have no no difference of opinion there. I agree with that. Um, Okay, let let me see if I can backtrack. I'm listening to what you're saying. Okay, the first thing is, you know, you said, well, I guess you, I guess I'm paraphrasing. I think you were saying that basically America wasn't created for us. 
Is that is that kind of like the gist of it? Well, okay, okay. Well, I appreciate that question because America to me is the land. And being black, purple, blue, it doesn't matter. I was born here, right off the Great Lakes. And this land has nurtured me, has embraced me, has fed me. I love the land. The politics, the people, the contracts, that's a different, that's a different, that's a completely different. The earth, I love it, and I call it America. I don't like seeing people litter on the earth because we've lost a sense of what's sacred and what's not. A lot of things have been taken away because we don't have our cultural rites of passage. But what I'm saying is that I'm coming from the school of, oh, gosh, Greg Gentry, Christian Walters, Zebulon, back in the day studying this stuff day in, day day out. And I was ready to go. And, and, And Zebulon said, look, when you get in that court of equity, everything is based off of your spiritual principles. Everything goes back to the creator. And I'm looking at his trinity or the trinity, and it wasn't mine. So that took me even deeper into finding out my spiritual foundation. So I put all of that stuff, you know, all of okay, the stuff, so what, down, all of everything. What, 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 okay, so that begs the question, what is your spiritual foundation? I, I can't have a coherent conversation with you until we establish that. What do you consider to be your spiritual foundation? Well, it doesn't have a um, it doesn't have a, a, a clear definition. Uh, it's based okay. in African tradition. It's based in African tradition, but um, above and beyond that, from our from our American perspective, it starts with those seven principles, seven pillars. I teach my children that if you if you understand those and you see those in everything, you'll never be able to lie to yourself, and no one will ever be able to lie to you, because everything is everything. Truth is truth. So that's why when it comes down to this stuff, and I'm asking you this really personally, how is me taking uh, time away from, let's just say, religious or, or ritual practices to actually live this life where I'm using uh, what I heard on this call as a remedy on the private side which on the public side would be called a benefit and not spending that time on building a nation for my people. How do you well, reconcile me, that? Well, let me, let me, let me say this. I done been a part of plenty of organizations that are building nations for their people. The Wabi and Asian of Moors. I'm looking at the Moors Science Temple been around 120 years. Uh, nation of Islam. Okay. Let's just start with some people who profess to be building something, a nation for their people. What are they doing right now? Nothing. Has anything got built? No. Okay. It's been about a hundred years. All right. So the first thing is we can establish is that there is something inherently our people cannot unify because you got a section of them who are Christian. You got a section of them who are Muslim. You got a section of them who are employees. You got a section of them who are entrepreneurs. Black people are all over the place. So how can you go? How are you going to bring all these people onto one accord? All right, you're talking about building a nation for your people. All right, well, the people got to be on one accord. Most of them don't want no part of your nation that you're building. Everybody, the more, that's what be pissing me off about the Morris Science Temple. They act like everybody wants, everybody don't want to be with the damn Morris Science Temple. I've been in, I've been in, I've been in conscious community 30 years. I ain't never wanted to be a part of the Morris Science Temple. 
not one. They, they 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 don't appeal to me like that. Okay, they worship Noble Drew Ali or whatever. And but the thing about it is, okay, their principles in it are sound. They got sound principles. But I don't ever see them talk about the Quran Circle Seven much or anything like that. But most everybody's not. In, my point in saying it is, everybody's not interested in what you doing. Okay, or going to be a part of what you're talking about building a nation. Uh, Honorable Elijah Muhammad came and wanted to separate himself and get and uh, try to get the federal government to set aside a whole state for us. We have the Washita battling down Louisiana trying to get land. I mean, we, although we got the Hebrew Israelites. Should I keep going? Do I need to keep going? No, but that's not an, that's not that's not an issue. You know, within a nation, you're going to have different families, different clans. You're going to have different aspects okay, of a nation. The point is, what is how, what, what, uh, the divine concept of being a God, the concept of being a God, how, how is that actualized in the effectual realm when you still don't Get money. manage your own affairs? Get, wait a minute. What? Are you trying to? Are you implying I don't manage my affairs? Because you said personally. No, 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 no. Okay, well, uh, what okay, I'm trying to say, it's always related. It's always related to the concept of a nation. Okay, first of all, you can't help nobody until you help yourself. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Okay, so the first thing we need to you need to worry about is you, and stop worrying about everybody else, and get yourself together. All right. So, 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 is, so you know, if you know those principles, brother, that we can go back and forth with these, because I could also say that there I can't get anything done by myself, that I need the people I, that made the roads that are attending these uh, uh, bureaucratic entities to take in this. And this. So so we can keep going back and forth with that. So, all right. Well, let me say this. Would you say that truth? OK, because at the end of the day, this is about truth. All right. Would you Correct. say that truth? Wills out. Can you, you explain that? truth wills out? I don't. I don't yes. Can you explain that? I've never heard that phrase. Oh, in other words, and uh, well, Shakespeare said a long time, truth wills out. I, in other words, the truth would eventually come to the surface. Truth is truth. Truth. Truth is. See, regardless of how I see it or how you see it, there is a truth. It don't matter right. how many people saw the accidents, the sequence of events. There is a truth to those sequence of events, no matter if we can figure it out or not. Absolutely. Will we see it in our lifetime? Doesn't matter. There's still a truth. So, yes, I agree with that statement. Okay. So, so when we get into religion, um, and you find this in magic circles and everything, um, there's this thing that, that it's like we're, uh, when creation happened, everybody, creation was the outpouring where everybody went out, and now there's an inflowing where everybody's on their way back to God. So no matter what path that you are on, eventually all these different paths are going to eventually meet up and, and meet in a single path and be back to God. That's and, this is the, and this is the question. And, and your question is a very good one. It's a very good question. I want to I commend you on that, first of all. Um, but it has, it's, it's not an easy answer because the first step is we're talking about time constraints. Well, what, when, when is all this going to happen? I, we're looking at what's going on right now with the coronavirus and everybody's buying into fear. But there is there a positive side to all of this? Um, are, Absolutely. Are, are, 
all the all these uh, so-called religious people, why they seem to be lacking so much faith as if there is not a light side that is more powerful than the dark side. You know, it's, it almost seems like they just have totally given in to the dark side and like they're going to just, it's just going to engulf them and there isn't any hope or anything like that. And when you are warned against that in these Bibles, you're warned against that, that don't be caught mm-hmm. with your hand, with drooping hands and your head hang da- hanging down. Mm-hmm. But now there's a principle in that because there is the Lord. Okay. In the Bible, they use the word Lord. Okay. But I'm going to use the word law, immutable laws. This all gets back to the laws, brother. Okay. The first thing I, is. I agree with you. This universe, this truth, I is is rest on these laws. And Correct. so the truth that you got to get a very, out A very close friend of mine the other day said, or asked me, I can't remember which one, you know, is there freedom? I said, no. He said, how do you know that? I can't remember my exact response, but my response was, because from the all, from the most high, there are laws. And we are bound to those laws. Because there are laws that, as you say, are immutable, we live within the constraints and limitations of those, even if to us they seem infinite and vast. The dynamism of them, we can't figure out. We still live within the constraints of those. Some of us experience broader experiences. Some of us experience broader broader aspects of those planes. Some of us don't. But what some people do find is freedom. Some people do find freedom with understanding those laws. That's what I told them. Some people find freedom with understanding those laws. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Would you say, because uh, you say limitation, the laws aren't limit, don't, don't, uh, don't, uh, is not what can, uh, defines or constrains you. What defines the and mind. constrains you yeah. is your mind. Because if I ask you, if I ask you to create a color that doesn't exist, you can't think of a color that doesn't exist. Can't because do, you can, can't do anything you haven't been exposed to either. Have been exposed to, so that's your limitation. Now, if if I told you there are colors that exist that you haven't seen before. So that's why they say anything that you can conceive and believe, you can achieve. All right. So But the only but the only reason we can conceive it and believe it is because it's within those laws and those bounds your limits that the of creator your created. The limits of your imagination. That's the only limit you have is your imagination. Our, this one, this one, I don't want to, I don't want to, um, because, because there's an, there's an aspect of, of what we're talking about that, um, that applies to some and doesn't apply to others. And to, and to get into that, it's not for this form. So, so, right. you know, I don't want to keep going down that one, but right. with regard, with, with regards to my question, it's been a serious question, brother, because I've emailed you, you know, and say, Hey, you know, what's the difference between the two platinums? You know, I want to know if it's the monthly platinum gets everything that the yearly gets. And the math, I've the, been on this since. I mean, I put mm-hmm. the the things that, that that outline each one, but the platinum just gives you access to everything. The gold, you don't okay. get access to the trust information. You get the secure party information, all right? But with the platinum, mm-hmm. you get everything. The gold, you get all the secure party, and the silver, you get you just get access to all my old videos. Every Every webinar that I've ever done on a silver level, you can get uh, access to. You know, I used to sell those individually. I just packaged them all up in one package. And if you want to pay $25 and watch all of them in a month, you can do that now. 
That's mm-hmm. how I broke it down. I, mm-hmm. I broke it down just like that. And I apologize for not answering you, but I got a lot of emails. And you know, uh, I don't take anything. Like, come on now. I'm, I'm, I, called <laughs> in, I, I called in last week. I wait. I'm, I'm, I'm patient. But it's been a big, big, huge debate because the, just, um, just understand my, my perspective is always coming from the spiritual perspective. And right. there's absolutely no way that it my mind to. would allow me to think that paperwork in a society in a, in a society built by people with a 4,000 year history of destruction means a damn thing. It means nothing. When have they, when has paperwork ever meant anything? So that's the perspective I'm coming from. And you're right. That's the perspective yeah. I'm coming from. Yeah, not yeah, from a practice, not from the, that is an ideal, but in practical, in practical terms, if I'm able to create some arm's length distance from some of the BS so I can continue to focus on my goals, it might be worth it. But that, that amount of, the amount of time it took me to understand everything you say, there's nothing that you say that I don't understand. That was about 10 years worth of studying to understand right. the transmitting <laughs> utility. When we got down to understanding, oh, I'm telling you, it's a long time to understand this stuff. And to actually and you know be in a position like where you have money coming this. in because everybody's oh, do this, do this. You can't do this stuff if you don't have a business, if you don't have the right structure. That's right. That's right. And you know what? Let me say this. Me just talking to you, I can see that you understand everything I'm saying. And it is comforting and it's a pleasure because everybody don't understand everything you're saying. Hold on, y'all. My TV came on from out. Donald Trump. <laughs> but uh, it's a pleasure, uh, you know, because you're right. It does take a long time and a lot of study to understand a lot of things. You know, you're absolutely correct. It took me a long time. So I understand. And But see, that's your job. Your job is to teach. You need to be teaching then, brother. Because <laughs> uh, let me tell you something. I that's figured the second out long, time I heard this today. <laughs> yeah, okay, you do. Because I'm going to tell, uh, tell you what I understood in going up against the people in the public is that you're one man. Okay, and if the only time you, if you want to change the world, you had to educate the people because not the only way the world is going to change is when the minds of the people have changed. Mm-hmm. And the only way that they're going to be changed is you, they have to be exposed to the truth. They have to be exposed to the That's truth. That's very true. And, and the same friend that asked me about freedom would always remind me that there's five percenters and 144,000. So, and, and, and the people that study the occult would remind you that the, we we all are taking in light. We all are light bearers, but some of our lights aren't shining. But when the people's lights start shining, the five percenters of the 144,000, that will ignite the rest of the lights to shine. So there aren't too many people to talk to, to be honest with you. All you're trying to do is inspire those. I have some brothers that call me and say and talk about the chosen. I say, please stop talking about the chosen. Because what you're talking about is the people that choose to be responsible. That's all you're talking about. You're talking about the people that are choosing to be responsible, as you like to say, for their own affairs. It's just that sometimes I've been on the fence and this has been, you know, it's always a blessing. It's a blessing when you wait and you're patient. I've been waiting to talk to you for a long time because I've been on the fence and back and forth with my guys on this, like, Look, man, this this shit here. Excuse my language, everybody is is ridiculous because I don't trust these people. I don't trust doing paperwork in their system. It means absolutely nothing. We should focus on us. No, and and, no. and, and, and listen, 
I I agree with you, but you have to um you have to mem- memorialize your interaction your interaction with these people because you know okay when you read the Cabalion I'm sure and you you've seen oh, the oh, paradox oh. what it talks about um in I um I think it was um in um polarity I think it's per- uh, paradox and polarity uh basically uh, everything is an illusion but we have to at the same time we have to deal with the reality. Of it. And, you know, yeah, there's the a idea act- versus the practical actions. Exactly. So Desi- desire you- versus manifestation, preservation, and, and, destruction. And, and, Polarity and a, is the fourth principle, and it is it. Let, the divine law is so beautiful because there's seven. Four is in the middle, in the middle, and guess what the fourth is? Polarity, and guess what polarity, polarity actually does for us? It's the beginning of the all minds vibratory thoughts, the condensation of the mind coming out of as above, so below, through the vibration into these poles where the physical world can now exist and move from the physical to the non-physical, and it's the middle. It's all divine. It's all divinely inspired. It is. So, so, it so, is. So, 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 so when I hear you talk about law, I'm like, well, gosh, damn, the brother isn't wrong, but, 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 but my gosh, it's not, I just, when are when 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 are the when when are the strong black women and black men black men and black women going to take responsibility and just start with a little land? I, it's ridiculous. Are you trying to tell me that in 500 years we haven't gained the ingenuity from the skill sets we've learned in this new world to do something for ourselves? Whether you're I getting think, I think a we public have, and I benefit. Think, I think- or a private remedy. What's the difference? I, I, I'm gonna tell you like this. I'm seeing, I'm seeing a plethora of of, of new entrepreneur uh, entrepreneurs that are springing up. Um, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a change in the mindset. It might not be as fast as you would like it to be. Um, I even had to reevaluate what I was saying about people need to learn how to read. Do they need to learn how to read? I maybe they need that, to learn how to listen to the spirit inside of them, and then that yeah, guy them. You know, that's what I was gonna say. Maybe the learning, maybe that is a outdated mode of learning. You know, the ways that uh that they have maybe, and that's my boy. We were looking at with this coronavirus, the old are um the old concepts are being torn down and new ones are being developed. So, you know, it's not it's not from you know I th- I like what's said in the Emerald Tablets of Thought that. You must have something to resist you in order to stand on it. You can't stand on something Correct. that's just resisting you. All right, so Correct. you know you got to have you got you have to have opposition. There's some sort of mm-hmm. opposition in order to grow. All right, mm-hmm. so these are oppositions that are here. So this that's why you're in some magical circles. They say that Earth is just a testing ground. We put here to test. You know this is we we, we, we call it we like call it an food. initiation. It's an initiate. Life is an initiation. Exactly. All of life. All of life is an initiation. And you want to start looking at it that way because, you know, the universe is vast. This is just one little small dot, okay, and we're having an experience here. And there's going to be another experience somewhere else. To me, if you want me to be honest with you, my goal is to advance spiritually so in my next reincarnation I can remember what you would call immortality. Um, I'm gonna shoot you an email um, tonight. Uh, it'll be coming from a GMX account. 
on some on, right. on on a text that I think is extremely important in this day and age. And it actually talks about those exercises that one can do. A lot of it is based on the most crucial thing in, in anybody's life, regardless of who's listening, is not only what you put into your mind, but what you put into your body. And I heard you talking That's about true. that earlier today. Yes. With the control of the diet, you can accomplish a lot. But there are exercises that you can do to begin to recall right now, today. There's exercises that you can do to do that. And the whole issue of, or the whole concept of reincarnation um, is described thoroughly in this text. So before I go to sleep tonight, I'll, I'll make sure I shoot that over to you. All right. Because I heard you on the spiritual call a week ago talk about, you know, you're looking at anything mental that has to do with the mind. So, uh, and Every we know day. that this, we, we, are, we are in existing in what they call the mind of God. Everything is mental. That's what they the say. The universe is this mental. Is all the, mm-hmm. the first principle. Mm-hmm. The first principle. So I think <laughs> I appreciate you answering that question because, um, you know, like I said, well, I it's an honest question it. for me because I I consider you an expert in the field. You know, I told you where my where where I where I started my learnings from. You know, those three guys plus everybody that was in in the circle back then. I heard you mention one of them today. And, there was Gene and there was Winston. There was all these people back then where you had to go and get these DVDs <laughs> and these big yeah, pamphlets you had to print out and all of that. <laughs> yeah, your DVDs. <laughs> everything's yeah. on the internet. But you got a very good mm-hmm. grant, and um, you know, I, I, hey, brother, I, I think you there. You know, you you. I definitely think uh, every book in my library, I think I could probably put in front of you, and you'd be able to grasp it in a short amount of time. So, you know, you may want to start thinking about, you know, looking for your position and this, uh, you know, and bringing light to other individuals. I'm just one person, you know, mm-hmm. like I only got, I got what I got like 60,000 subscribers and I got 583 people listening. Hell, there's women that come on face on, on damn Instagram and they just, you know, smile and lay on the couch in some uh, in some shorts. They got two million people, two million subscribers. That's what we're going against. That's what you're going against, okay? You're going against people like that, you know? <laughs> That's what they got to do. <laughs> oh, man. Life is beautiful. I've learned, I've learned to enjoy and appreciate the challenges. And anybody that's fearful in these times, you know, all I can do is to encourage you to to trust what whatever whatever the 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 best version of the world that you see for yourself and those that you care about. Trust in that because I really honestly think that right now is a time where you can't allow um, what a few people on earth are trying to do to really to to bring you down. It's just not the time for that. Right now is time for like everybody. It's... Most of us are sitting at the house. It's really time to to grow. You know, in whatever way that is, you know, you see somebody on a bus, maybe they bigger, they got three Snickers bars in their hand and you're, you're, you're outraged because why is this person who's already a little overweight have three Snicker bars in their hand? Well, maybe yesterday it was five. So just take time <laughs> to, 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 exactly. to, to, uh, to, to come down from that. You know, we getting a break from all of that. And I do agree with you. There are a lot of people out there doing things, but this was a very personal question, and I feel very fortunate to have had the opportunity to speak with you and for you to take the time graciously to answer it, so I appreciate that. Thank you. 
Hey, and thank you for asking such an excellent question. I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you too, brother. I right, thank you. Have a wonderful Absolutely. night. Okay. All you right. too. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Hey y'all, look, it is. I've been I've been rolling now for what about almost three hours, but we're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep going. Hawaii. Uh-huh. Eight hundred eight, Erico, thirteen ninety. Peace, Jesus. How you doing? Peace, brother. What's going on? Man, ain't nothing too much, man. Just soaking up all this knowledge that y'all spitting. Man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Hopefully you're enjoying y'all. it. Man. <laughs> what you got for but me today, brother? I just I just feel, because I, I, I talked to my little brother about this stuff, and um, and so, like, like, I just feel like people are, even myself, been, like, attached to, like, titles. When it comes to like you know black, um, cause like I was just telling him today, like yo, I'm sick of being a color. I'm I'm revoking. I'm retiring from being black. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be Indian. I'm gonna just be native. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's like man, like I mean, people go on about like going about like just listening to other people, not really like paying attention. Man, it's just. I mean, I, I really can't follow up with what was just said. I mean, it's it's really all summed up in a nutshell. Just, I mean, people just have to want to change. Like, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink type thing. So, you know. Exactly. It's just one of those things. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Now, go ahead. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Finish your thoughts. Oh, no, I was just saying. It's just, it's just one of those things you got to want to you got to want to change it's like you were saying like you got these girls like twerking on the internet getting millions of views like dudes in the couch like they ain't got nothing to do all they all they looking for they just squirrels out here they they really sex is a very very powerful force brother that's why you have to transmute it it's like um that's why when he asked me was the first thing i would tell a young person to do notice i said get control of your sex you know uh the reason I'm always talking about um, thinking grow rich is because he did 20 years of study into um, success and wealth. And he found the, um, the similarities that all wealthy men had. And uh, one of the things he also cited in there is the majority of men don't become successful until after 40 years of age. And that is due to the Uh fact that it takes us about that long to get control of our sex. Sex doesn't. uh, I'm sorry. Let, let me interrupt there. I got it on the YouTube chat. They're saying you lost the audio. Oh, I lost the audio? Yeah, they're talking about oh. they can't uh, need a microphone check on the uh, YouTube. Oh, yeah, hold on. Oh, yeah, I see it. I see it. I see it. Yeah, I see it. What happened? To, why the mic get? I see it. I'm trying to unmute it. It won't. Yeah, no, I hear you on the on the phone. I'm on the phone, but I'm, I got the YouTube pulled up, too. Yeah, I see. I see what happened. Let me see. Unmute my. Okay, there you go. Y'all hear me now on YouTube? I'm sorry right, about that, y'all. Yeah, you should be able to hear me now. I, I accidentally hit the mute button on the mic. Apologize for that when I was messing with okay. this phone. All right, but um, you know, that was what I was talking about. The first thing, um, uh you know, that we were discussing is, uh, uh, you know, getting your discipline and everything. Cause you're right. Sex is a very powerful force. And, um, you know, uh, most men don't become successful. And now after 40, 
because it takes about that long for you to start getting a hold of it and um and mm. kind of start redirecting your energy. You know, like women aren't always the primary focus. You know, it's like your goals have to be your primary focus. And women become more attracted to you when you do that anyway. You know, they don't want right. anybody who's chasing after them, kissing their ass and, you know, all of that. They're yeah. after the person who really ain't giving them that much attention, who's focused on where they're trying to go because they, they want attention. They want your attention. If you're not giving it to them, they're going to be attracted to you. But you need to be focused on where you need to be going. And that's going to make you a more attractive individual, especially if you start um, allowing your battery to get charged. And that would be the first thing I would tell, you know, young men to do. As far as change, change is the only thing that doesn't change. Everybody's going to change eventually at one point. Um, You know, everything's going to change eventually. I don't know what the future is going to bring. Um, um, I can't really call it. All I can do is do my part and try to help um, everybody manifest the world that they want. You know, and I don't even yeah, know if I'm sure what everybody wants, you know, but that's yeah. all it is. What kind of world do you want? And that's what we need to be focusing on, concentrating on the kind of world that we want. Right? It ain't the government's response. The government is our servant. And that is something that we have to remember. A lot of these people are looking at the government as some sort of master, as some sort of um, um, savior or something. And that affects right. the other men that are just like you. They can't save anything. They're men. They, 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 po- they posing, posturing, and they may even be dealing with other, with extraterrestrials and reptilians, but so what? Okay? they just other entities. And, and believe it or nope. not, some of these extraterrestrial entities are afraid of you because they understand how powerful you are. But you don't understand how powerful you are. Believe it or not, a lot of people out there got in mind if it's extraterrestrial, it must be more powerful than me. No. You're very powerful. You're just scared. Fear and doubt. Those are two enemies. Fear and doubt. Those are two enemies that you have to learn how to conquer. But hey, brother, I appreciate your call. Thank you for calling in. Ain't no problem. I appreciate you, man. You've been a real stepping stone. You and Salt, man. Peace to the guys, y'all. I love y'all, man, for real. Hey, peace, brother. Love you too, brother. And thank you for your support, okay? Ain't no problem, man. Peace. All right, peace, God. Let me go on to the next caller. 915, area code 0068. 915. You're on the line. Texas. Texas. What's going on, brother Yusef? Hey, what's happening, bro? What's happening? Not much, not much, man. I'm glad to be on the airwaves with you tonight, man. This is a blessing, man. How you how you doing, man? I, I appreciate all your hard work and everything that you've been doing, man, for real. Hey, thank you. you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Where in Texas are you at? You know, that's where I'm from. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I'm calling you from an El Paso area, man. I'm in El Paso. Oh, El Paso. Okay. Okay, I got I got some folks in El Paso. Have you heard of a DJ Black? DJ Black? Yeah, I've heard the name. I have. Oh, okay. This was a friend of mine. I think I think he's still out there in El Paso. I think he's in El Paso. I'm not not gonna say I I went and seen him yesterday or nothing like that, but it sounds familiar. Yeah, he was a DJ on a radio station out there. But go ahead, brother. What's what's on your mind? What you got? Man, brother Yusef, I, I talked to you about a year ago, you know, uh, 
we had this same kind of conversation. It's ironic that you're having this conversation with the people the same way you kind of had it with me about a year ago, talking about the fasting and the juicing and the things of that nature. But once you mm-hmm. did that, you you gave me some literature to go off of. You gave me a poem to go off of, things like that. And, and brother, yourself, when I say I did what you said and, and everything came to pass, it's, it's more amazing than anything, you know, and investing in my private, private education. Man, I, I, I didn't reach heights that I never thought or seen possible because, you know, you're always looking for employment from someone else. Right. So once I found out that I need to read to understand how to structure things, start a business, and really, like, invest in my private education and talk to someone who's done it before, man, it's been the biggest blessing. I, I really just called in and say thank you for that because this now is going to change my life. It's going to change my children's lives, you know, one thing at a time. But I had a question pertaining towards real estate. Okay. That, that was that, that's kind of been on my mind, you know, and I kind of want to kick the door down, but I really like to research and read because I've been studying the private life for about four years now. I consider myself a college graduate. I don't care if I don't have a certificate. I know what I've been doing for the last four years, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but at the end of the day, I I I, I was trying to, uh, you know read some information about these vacant homes and how to come across, you know, uh, a, 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 a good legal way to, to put my time, my work, my, my, my investment, my, my education into acquiring those types of homes that's vacant that pretty much nobody really care about the city or be grateful that you even had interest in them to, to make them, you know, livable again. So but I, I know you in the area of, you know, business, real estate, and things of that nature, and if you could kind of shine any light on that, if possible. Okay, now, wait a minute. Okay, a, a, what was the question? What was the question again on real estate? You want to know? On, on, on vacant homes. Because vacant, all right. <laughs> on, on just the vacant homes. I know it's a wide aspect. Or okay, wide, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you how I did vacant, I did vacant homes and how I learned about vacant homes. Okay. First of all, vacant homes are a liability usually to the owner because um, if there's a mortgage on it, obviously it's not generating any income for them. Okay. And it's a liability. Somebody can come in and uh, damage it, steal things from it, uh, you know, squat in it. Um, all you got to pay the taxes on it. If it's paid for, it's a liability. It's not, it's not generating any income. All right. So that's number one. So, um, so it is uh, it, the, most likely the reason I'm saying all that, because you may be able to uh, get a, they may be a motivated seller behind a vacant home. All right. There are good places to find motivated sellers behind vacant homes. So the first thing I did is um I would get the address of all these vacant homes and um, write them down. And then I go to the tax assessor's website and I'd look up who the owner was. Um, The next phase I would do is attempt to get their phone number. I call information. That'd be the first thing I call is uh, information 411. And believe it or not, about 25% of the people would be in information. I'd be able to get their phone number, but a lot of people weren't listed in information. Uh, And the, in the case of the 75% that were not listed in information, I would send out a letter, which needs to be written in a certain way to these individuals um, and asking them, you know, about their home and so forth. Uh, 
once I get in contact okay. with him, I would ask them about it. Now, you need to understand how to how to do uh, um, comps and, you know, um, after repair value uh, formulas and things of that nature, which essentially so is, you know. I've been that for a while, too. Yeah, you need to know the after repair value of a home, and you're going to establish that through uh, running the comps on it. And then you have to uh, establish how much work needs to be done on it. And now you need to negotiate a price and you need to study negotiation techniques as well. So um, once you, uh, what I did, I I like to teach from, you know, what I did. I would, you know, like I I tell people about my first time I did it um, because that's going to be y'all's first time. uh, About a house. um, It was about, it was in Augusta, Georgia. Um, the market there, this is uh, about three bedroom, one bath type houses. They're not very expensive. Um, probably about $80,000. I've been looking you know, at the market out there actually. Yeah. About 80, 90,000, something, you know, just like a, like a little middle-class little, probably a little lower middle-class neighborhood yeah, or something like that. Something my first. like start a home type of deal. Yeah, it was like a nice start on. wasn't a bad neighborhood, you know, but, you know, the houses weren't really expensive. And I was walking through the neighborhood, and the neighbor came out and said, what are you doing? I said, look, I'm thinking about buying this house. She said, he ain't going to sell that house. And I'm only saying this to say, don't listen to what nobody <laughs> tells you. Don't listen to what yeah. nobody tells you because you don't know what uh, somebody's going to say when you contact them. They can say anything. And just so happened, he was motivated. He had been renting out the house to his daughter. His daughter had tore the house up, which he had to come in and repair. He didn't want to do the repairs <laughs> on it. Additionally, he was an older gentleman dating a younger woman, okay? And he wanted to buy her a new car. You oh, know, wow. Okay. You, know, we, you know, us older guys, we got to be, you know, sugar daddies and shit like that. Yeah, he's trying, he's trying, he's trying <laughs> to, to beat the wants at this minute. Yeah, yeah, I feel Yeah, you. now he had, he had about... Um, the house was almost paid for. He had a lot of equity in the house. Um, so when I met him, I, you know, I called him on the phone, asked him he want to sell it. He said, yeah. I said, I, we want, want to meet me out at the uh, property. Um, I'd already run a comp on it. I'd established that it was uh, after repair value of the house was about $80,000. Um, I went in. He left me in the house. It needed a new, it needed a new kitchen, new bathroom, new HVAC. Uh, total work, I estimated to be about $10,000 in repairs. All right. So I wanted okay. to negotiate a price with them. First price, um, and you have to you understand the first rule in negotiation is he who names a price first loses. You don't have a name a price first. So um, I asked him how much you want to sell it for. We went back and forth. Finally, he told me $49,000. $49,000 gave me a pretty good spread, gave me about $31,000 spread. Um, you know, because I'm going to flip the house, so I got to work in my price, and then the rehab mm-hmm. is going to want to make, you know, a profit off of it. He's going, you know, they, they're going to probably mm-hmm. want to try to get twenty five thousand, thirty thousand off, or something like that. You know, um, I said so. I said it was a decent price, but I was able to negotiate them down. When he said it, I was like, nah. I was like, man, I got to do too much work on this property. Eventually, I got him. I talked him down to thirty eight thousand dollars. Wow. We signed a contract um, as consideration for the deal. I gave him $10 because you got to make, I uh, have consideration to make it a binding contract. I filled out 
I did not involve a real estate agent in it whatsoever. Um, I filled out a uh, my own, you know, real estate forms that I got from Office Depot, someplace like that. And I gave myself 30 days to close. Okay. And you also have to put contingencies in the contract. All right, this is key. All right, so you don't get locked in. My contingency okay. was that it was based off of me finding uh, appropriate financing. That's the contingency I put in my contract. So I, I put it, I, I gave myself right an now. out. That's like called, that's an out clause in case I wasn't able to make the deal go after 30 exactly. days. So you had to put exactly. a contingency in there. I put the contingency in there. We signed everything. Everything was cool. First thing I did was I went down to the newspaper, um, the Augusta Chronicle, uh, or whatever their newspaper is, forgot the name of it, um, and I put an mm-hmm. ad in the paper, only like a two or three line ad, and all the ad said was handyman special, deep discount. That's all the ad said, handyman special, deep discount. All the rehabbers know what that means. So the next day when it, after it printed, I started getting all these phone calls from rehabbers. The first person that came to see me was this wealthy white gentleman. Uh, he was like the number one um, real estate investor in Augusta. And uh, he came up, man, he, you know, and he, and, and this is let, this is what let me know that I did a good job on my negotiation because he tried to buy the property from me for $38,000 and he was known for lowballing. So that let me know oh, wow. that I, I negotiated a good price. I did not tell him what price I got it at, but he said, well, look, you know, you know, you have to leave price for the rehab. I knew all of that. The very next gentleman. Now you got to understand I was just out of jail. I'd only been out of jail like about 30 days, 30, 40, probably about 60 days. And didn't have mm-hmm. any money. Didn't have any money. So the next guy came along. I think he offered me like 43, uh, 43,000, 44,000. So that was like $6,000 $6, I was going to make. And I said, yeah. And I signed it, did an assignment of contract, went to a closing table, picked up a six thousand dollar check. And that's how I did my first real estate Man. deal. And, and and that's that's what that's what I'm looking into to see how to function on um, you know, just I mean, this property just sitting here. I ride past it every day and I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the grass yeah, on crazy. And, right? and and I'm waiting, I'm salivating my chops, waiting for all this to be over because that's exactly what I'm getting on. When all this is through. <laughs> wow. Great you know mind thinking like, man. You make me feel <laughs> 10 times better on top of that. For real, for yes, real. I'm sure we got some real estate investors out there listening to me do a lot more than I do. Um, I know I do. I got some millionaire mil- uh, real estate investors out there listening to my show. And, you know, they called and told mm-hmm. me and everything. They, they know what I'm saying, what I just got to explaining to you. But that's just one aspect of it. You know, you got subject to deals. Uh, we got about 90 seconds left, y'all. If you are listening on the internet, uh, 90 seconds is going to cut off. So you may want to head over to YouTube and listen on YouTube if you want to keep listening to the show. All right. Or you can call in to 424-222-5250. If you choose not to continue listening, you can go into the archive section of this show and listen to the recording at your convenience. (laughs) All right, y'all. But that is one aspect. You got subject two. You got lease options. You got um, notes, mm-hmm. uh, discount notes. Um, you know, of course, you got wholesaling. Um, you got rehabbing. Um, you know, I would say that to consider yourself to be a real estate investor, you need to know how to acquire property in 10 different ways. Um, most black people in that debacle 
from 2005 to 2010 who were calling themselves real estate investors. They weren't. They were just opportunists. They were hustlers. And that is why a lot yeah, of them are broke right that. now. A lot of them are broke right now. They got money. Yeah. They took advantage of the system. Everybody likes to talk about how corrupt the banks were, but nobody wants to talk about a lot of the um, corruption and everything that were going on uh, by a lot of individuals who participated in activities back then. It was a lot too. I, a lot of people inflating, inflating I, doing all kinds of stuff. I, I felt like you could have benefited from it in a positive manner if you would have utilized your resources. Because at that point in time, I just realized resources, and it was kind of too late for me because I didn't realize how to function or, or, or utilize those resources. So it's kind of like, man, if I would have had the resources in advance, I could have did a lot more then. But now, right. just now, it's kind of like, man, this looks well, familiar. One of the first rules of real estate investing, if you can't make money without money, you can't make money with money. When I when I did that deal, I have no money. I, I, mm-hmm. You have to find the deal. So it's not, it's, you know, in real sense. estate, you can have, you, and when it say, when Carlton Sheets had that program, No Money Down, and he was talking about all the, Carlton Sheets was a beast. His program works. But what it is, is, is that when people do stuff like that, um, only 10% of the people are gonna, oh, who go to seminars are going to actually do something. 90% are just seminar yeah. junk. Mm-hmm. They just go I've and don't do anything. I've research on it. And I, I was aware of that when I did my first deal, and I kept pushing because every time I ran into that roadblock where I was scared, I forced myself to pick up the phone. You know, I, I was listening to real estate investors over and over and over and over and over and reading books and doing everything. I had binders and uh, of, of information, I was every day because I decided that I was going to be a real estate investor. But I was just kept reading. But you know, you'd be at a point where you all you're doing is just reading. You haven't pulled the trigger on anything. So eventually, I had, I had, I went out and walked and found 200 vacant properties and had not called one person. And so Brother, when I started said, calling, man. I hadn't called, I hadn't called one person. I made my first deal when I decided to start making phone calls. On my seventh phone call came my first deal. On my seventh phone call. And I made $6,000. At the end of the day, it's crazy you say that. You say you had 200 homes or, man, I, I robbed called my before, for, for, <laughs> for health reasons, you know. And I and I got like 75 homes that I just, you know, ride past and I, Somebody just need to cut the grass or something. You know, it, it's research to be you done. Gotta so I, you got to start. You got to do it. You got to. You got to put mm-hmm. action behind it, and you have to. You got to make that phone call, send that letter. Um, you know, it's all about. You know what? What makes separates the successful from the unsuccessful is action. You know, every time you run into, um, you know, a business person is a problem solver. Every time you, you, you know, we all have these like these internal blocks. Um, and which is based on yeah, fear yeah, and doubt. That's me right now. Yeah. You know, it's fear and doubt. It's, that's all it is, fear and doubt. And it's pushing through those blocks. And you got you to gotta push through those blocks. And that's what a coach is good for, a mentor. Definitely mentors. If you can find mentors, hey. definitely get a mentor. You know, my girl right now, she's, you know, she's becoming an entrepreneur. And, you know, me just pushing her constantly. You know, at first, I want to go get a job. And, you know, she's like, you, you, you ain't, you're trying to stop me. From making money, and I'm like, I'm like, I, yeah. you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm like, I was like, what am I gonna do with this individual? I'm trying to help this, <laughs> I'm trying to help this individual, yeah. but yeah. eventually, what happens, 
what happens eventually, if you keep pushing them, keep nagging them, they eventually have an epiphany. They eventually have an epiphany. And I've learned that in coaching. I've coached a couple of people. And it, it takes a little time, some people longer than others, but most of the time they'll eventually have an epiphany and they will push forward. And they'll start listening to you and start doing what you say do, you know, and then they go on to success. So, you know, that's all it is. It's all about, you know, definitely a lot of those gurus who write those books. I haven't found anything to be wrong on my website. I have a whole section divide, uh, devoted to real estate investors. All those, the stuff that I read when I was learning real estate is on that website as a part of your membership. I would definitely suggest that people read those documents and everything because they are filled with so many different jewels. Everything from lease option uh, to uh, flipping, uh, rehabbing, uh, tax sales, uh, subject to deals, um, you know, all those things. You know, you need to learn all of them. You need to have in your mind that you're going to learn 10 different ways to acquire a a property. And don't get stuck with that. Just knowing one one kind of way to do real estate, you need to know. Okay. Ten. Okay, because your your website has a plethora, to say the least, of information. And uh, for for lately, for me, for like advancing my knowledge, my personal understanding of things, I've been looking at real estate just because, you know, people I, I know don't don't have it. You know, we don't own it, so I'm trying to understand white ways of acquiring and, and making sure that it's you know working for me and my my family. Right. So I appreciate well, I that, mean, you know, you know that, that pointed me in the right direction because I, I just wanted to, like, it's enough, it's one thing, like you said, and I love the title of your your uh, your, your uh, radio show this evening because it's, it's perfectly right down my alley. I've been doing all this reading with a lot of information, especially when it comes to this real estate, but I haven't acted on anything, and I think it's about that time. Because yeah, I understand the letters. Time. I already researched the letters, so I need to do some action. I, and what's going to happen is you're going to be surprised at the results because most of the stuff you worry about never happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and mm-hmm. now I have a video, I have a, I have a video on my website. I'm going to suggest that people, this is what I use on a daily basis. This is what I use on a daily basis. Um, okay. Uh, every minute of every day, millions of dollars flows to me now. Instantly, effortlessly, naturally now. Every minute of every day, millions of dollars flows to me now. Instantly, effortlessly, naturally now. Also, I on a daily, give gratitude. Okay, because gratitude is an important ingredient in success and prosperity. You have to be thankful for what you have. You have to be thankful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm always uh, uh, remind myself, of how blessed that I am. And I appreciate, I mean, look at all y'all, y'all listen to me and people come to my website and purchase from me. And I'm thankful for that. You know, I'm thankful for all that that happens, you know, in my life. And you have to be appreciative of that because uh, to who is given much is added to. So, you know, just be thankful for what you have and take care of what you have. Clean up your house, make up your bed every morning, make up your bed every morning, start off your day organized these little things everybody likes to tell people how to make money and do things but they don't tell them about the other things like if your house ain't organized your life ain't organized get your get your house together 
Get your house in order. Get your relationships in order. Get those things in order. Those are contributing factors to prosperity. Hey, brother, I got to go. I appreciate it. I appreciate that, brother, yourself. Hey, you just spoke to me and my fam, and and we really appreciate that, man. So I'm going to let somebody else get on the call. Peace to the God. Peace, brother, peace. All right. Y'all wearing me out today, boy. Let's see. 706 Area Code. Where is that at? Georgia. Georgia. 706-2479. Your mic's open. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Oh, excellent. Oh, man, I'm at work, man. I feel it's, uh, it's an honor to be talking to you right now. And, um, dude, I've been following you about two years now or so, since like 2018. And, right. um, it's, it's, oh man, I, I, I don't even, I don't even have the words for it, man. Like, you're an OG, man. <laughs> Peace <laughs> to the God. Appreciate uh, it. I want to thank you very much. And um, I just wanted to touch a little bit on what the, the gentleman earlier, who sounded like an elder as well, and he was pointing out how something about building nations and like, you know, from listening to you and among other people, like uh, I stumbled upon, what's it called? Um, the Law of Nations. And one of the things that's also in Article 1, Section 8, I think, it's, yeah, I think it is Section 8, um, yeah, it, they talk about how Congress determines a number of things, including punishments and all that stuff, and violations of the law of nations. So that's one thing that I, I don't think a lot of people, you know, when we're stepping into the, from the public to the private, that we understand mm-hmm. in terms of um, attributing your nationality and operating in that capacity, because it tells you right there, like in the first section of the law of nations, is people coming together with a combined strength to work toward right. a common goal. You know, and that's the problem with black people is we don't do that. You know, well, I was about to say, I think we understand. I think we understand that we need to come together, but I think where we disagree upon is what do we need to come together on? And then also, there's a lot of fear. Um, uh, you know, in in our circles, a lot of fear, um, a lot Not of exactly, uh, exactly, yeah. You know, so it it it's um, you know, we understand we need to come together. You know, we've been talking about that forever. But you know, I think that um, I think the world is changing now. I think uh, with the technology and everything, I'm not really sure right. if holding on to these old ideas of of of, of nation building is going to be germane or have any type of relevance to the future. What uh, a future. I think we need to be more focused on business. I think, I think nations right, are built exactly, around businesses exactly. now. Exactly. That's what I they think. Are, they are. Like, cause like yeah. I'm from Africa, uh, I'm from, I'm from like, uh, from Kenya and, um, like, um, our tribes were nations pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Like those, uh, like the little tribes that were here and there, those are considered nations. And we did have some form of border, but not in the sense of the way it is. Like, this would be known, like, I'm from the Meru tribe. People would know, yeah, this is Meru territory. This is whatever, without the maps and any of that. You know what I'm saying? It was just, a, just a, something that uh, came about naturally, so to speak. And, um, right. Oh, man. And, 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 like, dude, you touched on so so many points today. Like, actually, pretty much all the time. And it, it, it's kind of, you know, hard to see how. I mean, it's understandable at the same time. It, it's like. How how are people not getting it? <laughs> how how do people not get the the idea of even being a secure party creditor 
number one starts with, you know, standing in your natural capacity, you know, in your capacity as the son of the most high. You know, that's what Psalm 82, 6, you know, being a son of the most high. Right there, you're a secured party creditor, you know, to the to the highest extent. So unless you harm another man or another woman, no one can place a lien against you, <laughs> you know? Right. So, but, yeah, and I, I also wanted to, like, uh, t- uh, ask you a question about what you think about this court of international trade. I mean, they say it's an art, uh, Article Three court. Um, right. I mean, I, 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 you know, other than that, that's the only thing I really know about it. You know, I haven't really had any dealings with the Court of International Trade. Um, right. You know, I understand what an Article Three court is and an Article One court is, though. I have a very good understanding of what constitutes Article Three and Article One, and what is really right. a judicial court as as far as a court. See, an Article One court is exercising what is called judicial powers. And right, Article III court is a judicial, right. true judicial court. And there's a difference. Right, from the Constitution. So, like, right. yeah, so like that's what I was, like, my question with that is, like, yeah, because, um, I mean, I'm not trying to get into details about any case that I'm working, but, like, in terms of, like, because, like I was saying, I'm from East Africa, and I'm, like, like some of the stuff that I've been dealing with is, like, yeah, you guys are kind of interfering with in America only, you know what I'm saying? So, like, how would that work? Like in terms, I'm not asking for legal advice. I'm just asking from your perspective. Would the Supreme Court well, I mean, be a better I mean, option you know, sort of international trade? If it's a, if it's an Article Three court, it's a constitutional court, and if it's and the constitutional court, they deal with foreigners, um, you know, private matters and so forth. So it's probably right, going right, to be exactly, something. Exactly. It's probably going to be something involving some sort of contract, most likely. Right. Exactly. 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 I mean, and, and everything is perfect to some extent, you know. That's another thing that I've been realizing is literally everything we do is contractual one way or another. Even when we go to buy stuff at the store, you know, that's why there's that money back guarantee, you know, so. Everything is, uh, the private, everything is contractual because that is how you circumvent the Constitution by putting in a contract. You can sign away your constitutional rights. You know, that's what people understand that as well. You know, it's like contract makes the law. That's right. Exactly. Contract exactly. One last thing, I just want to thank you again, man. Like that story of uh, of how you just got out of jail within sixty days. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure while you were in there, it was because I spent some time. I spent some time, you know, in jail myself. And there was a, a lot guy in there. There was a guy in there who taught me all of that. It was a, I was getting ready to right. leave, and um, I started hanging out with this old man. He was a millionaire. He's a millionaire because really, right. what he was telling. He was telling me to do commercial real estate. He didn't tell me to do residential properties. He was telling me right, how to do right, that. Right, right. He was telling me how to do that with vacant corporate buildings. You can do the same thing right. with corporate. <laughs> but I, I didn't, you know, and I was building up. The first thing you got to do with that is you have to get you, um, you have to get you your, your buyers. And how you do that. Right, exactly. You, you can put an ad in the paper, say that you have a property and then they're going to call you, and then you tell them, like, look, I just sold a property. Let me get your name and address, and then my next one I'll get with you. And then, you know, you find out what their portfolios are. Um, and that's what right. I, I was doing that, too. I, I was doing that, but it felt like it was just a little bit out of my league at that moment. And I, and I, and I, I started doing the residential properties, and I managed to start making some money doing that. But the the, right. the guy that I learned from, he taught me how to do that with commercial, and I didn't understand it at first. It took a little while for me to start grasping it. But um, right, yeah, it's yeah. 
Exactly. And there's and a guy on YouTube. There's there's a guy on YouTube. Is Commercial Real Estate Advisors. That guy. Right. Let me tell you something. He is the only person on the internet on the internet that is to me giving you the real deal about buying commercial property. He's a brother. Right. Too. What's right. his name? Go, it's Commercial Real Estate Advisors. Go check that brother out. That. He is a beast. Commercial Real Estate Advisors. All right, man. And uh, just one last thing, man. If you need a, if you need an apprentice, man. If you want to do some mentorship, I'm right here, man. I'm 27 years old. I'm going to be 28 years old this year. So All right. If you need a, if you need an apprentice, man. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Uh, I have a YouTube channel myself. It's Transcending Media. You'll probably see me commenting on your thing almost all the time. So yeah. All right. Okay. All right. All right, man. All right. Stay blessed. All right, you too, brother. All right, y'all. Look, y'all. I am exhausted. As I'm sure y'all can understand. Hell, I've been going three and a half hours. So I'm going to end the show now. <laughs> All right. I want to thank y'all for riding with me. A lot of y'all rode a long time, boy. Woo. Might do it again tomorrow. You know, I might do it again because I ain't got nothing to do. It's Tuesday. I ain't got no job. I ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> All right, y'all. want to thank y'all for riding with me. I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you out there listening. You've been listening to the hottest radio network on the planet. High Frequency Radio, y'all. Peace to the God. I'm out. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.